You want me to do it again? I want you to do it again. I want you to be fun this time. All right, fine. Um, hey, listeners, it's <laughs> Josh. Ooh, like uh, okay. We've got we a are great... doing a live show at Caveat. Yes, here in New York City. Yes. for all of you listeners that are. Um, here in New York City. Yes. And even for those of you who are not, stay tuned because we are going to be at Caveat on April 27th. Yes. Doors are open at 6.30 p.m. Oh, you're really And the episode this. is The Worst of All Possible Worlds Presents. What's the rest of it? The Josh? Worst of All Possible Worlds Presents. Brian is back. I the am. 85th episode podcast spectacular live from New York City featuring special guest, and this is new information, Ooh. Michael Kupperman. Hey! You did it without being really fucking soy or boring this time. How about time? you suck my fucking dick, That's bitch. right. Uh, AJ is also here. <laughs> I'm also here. Listeners will remember that AJ is also here. <laughs> Uh, but they'll also remember that Michael Kupperman was our guest on the Heart Condition episode yes. and introduced us to the madness that was Bob Hoskins having Denzel Washington's ghost live inside of inside him. Inside of his yes. body. So tickets are live, obviously. Yep. Check the link in the episode description for that. Yes. Uh, if you show up in person, hmm. you might get a taste of some free brand new merchandise Yeah, like we have. It, it Don't might, get too excited. It might be a sticker. Oh. But if you, <laughs> it's probably going to be a sticker. <laughs> Stickers are great. But we if you can't stickers. be here, tune in. You you can stream live. We will be here with you in spirit, and you won't be able to get COVID from us because we are all carrying it. That's yeah. right. Every minute We're of our gonna lives. We're going to be coughing so much during this live show. <laughs> Please buy tickets. Oh, it's going to be so unfunny if we get COVID doing this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 Josh, how's yeah. your brain doing? <laughs> it's great, dude. Yeah. I've never felt better. Why do you ask? Well, I heard rumor that you totally uh, Kennedy'd on the mountain this last weekend. <laughs> Kennedy'd? Yeah. I was going to say Sonny Bono. I Leon Kennedy'd yeah. uh, in Leon. that uh, my brain was subject to severe trauma um, by a, a zombie. No, I, yeah, no, I fell. Uh, I fell while I was skiing. Last week, we got to hear about how I was in ski country right after the break. Uh, yep. The adventure continued because on Monday, uh, I caught a turn a little bit too hard, spun out. Whacked the back of my head. Fortunately, I was wearing my helmet. Mm, yeah. um, that Always night, wearing I actually wearing ended up going out for a dinner as well. And I felt like a little like, I don't know. I just assumed it was because I hadn't had coffee all day. Um, but then when I got back to New York, I went to the doctor. Uh, and he was like, oh, yeah, you, know, you, you definitely you got a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I like I'm, I'm pretty much fine. It was weird when you took the turn. You screamed, I will never fall. And then <laughs> immediately. You know, yeah, no, that was just that was pure hubris on my part. So many possible worlds, but we got this one. So many possible worlds, but we got this one. Welcome to the worst of all possible worlds, the first and only podcast about TBIs caused by hubris. I'm the worst of all possible Brian's. I'm the worst of all possible AJ's. And I am concussed Joshua. That's um, right. <laughs> our newest character. Yes, that's right. That's right. New guy just dropped. Guy with concussion. Guy with and we are joined this week uh, by a very special guest. Uh, he comes to us from the Mammonberg podcast, which uh, I actually appeared on a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did an episode about James Dobson focusing on the family, things of that nature. Yeah. It is Josiah Sutton. Hello. Yeah, that's that's me. I am uh, one of four of the hosts of Mammonberg, um, which is kind of a... I don't know. 
Christian-y leftist podcast. Very, a lot of over overlap, I feel like, to your guys' interests. How is Mammon Coin doing in relation? <laughs> yeah, you have a competing cryptocurrency. Really? Yeah, we're yeah. Working on yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's doing great, let me tell you. Um, it's, it's going to the moon, as they say. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. What yeah. is the exchange rate between Mammon Coin and Pops Coin? Um, it's, it's the better one. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Um, anyway, Josiah, like like I was saying, you know, I went on uh, Mammonberg a few weeks ago, and everybody should yeah. go listen to that episode you if should. they get the chance. We'll put great. we'll put the link uh, in the show notes. When we were uh, talking about this stuff, you know, one of the things that came up is that you grew up on Adventures and Odyssey, and I did. Yes. Doing these Wits Endless Summer episodes where we recap uh, episodes of the children's evangelical radio drama <laughs> Adventures in Odyssey. It's always really fun to bring somebody on uh, who actually like knows the shit and is deep in it. And y- you're in the shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I grew uh. up with this. <laughs> <laughs> is that the noise that played in your brain when you listened to yeah, this episode? Yeah, whenever I put one of those tapes in yeah, you know, on yeah. the drive, that's, yeah. Oh. So what was your what was your upbringing like in terms of like evangelical shit and uh, how yeah. did it feel having yeah. these memories unlocked again? Oh, yeah, it was so cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I was I was homeschooled and evangelical. So like I was I was in the shit. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm from Iowa. I still live in Iowa. So right in the like the Midwest um, evangelicalism kind of stuff. Uh, my sure. dad was reformed, so I like a lot of the kind of reformed oh, okay. jokes. That, see, that's that why I thought here. maybe you were going to be like from Northwest, where the real sickos no, are. No, see, my 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 dad like became reformed. Like I, I think he kind of moved that direction, kind of alongside of like the young, restless, and reformed guys. The way that kind of took over evangelicalism. So okay. you know, you're like John Piper's and show. Oh like yeah, that. yeah. He liked RC yeah. Sproul, but I have like a mixed bag tradition because like my parents would just like send me off to like Bible camps. Like when they, you know, when friends oh, had them. Yeah, so yeah. I was like at charismatic shit. I was at, <laughs> you know, I, so I, I kind of got like the array of evangelicalism and my home was like reformed. So how did Odyssey factor into that then? I mean, among homeschoolers or whatever, it was always at like the Christian bookstores, right? Yeah. Just reading left behind kids and chowing down on testaments. <laughs> I was, man, I was so lucky. My, my dad being like good reformed was not a rapture guy. So I don't yeah. have the end times paranoia that like I hear people talk <laughs> about. I have, yeah. So no yeah. thief in the night. You never saw thief in the night growing I up i saw or it the... later in, oh, okay. um, i actually only saw it for the first time less than a year ago i have kind of a i have kind of a fondness for the movie though because it's fucking filmed in des moines yeah, right it is oh that's right <laughs> what's really right. crazy is like they keep shooting all the sequels in and around des moines until yeah. the last movie and, and they then film they go to the fucking in- like they yeah, go to my hometown. West. They go to Gallup, really? New Mexico. <laughs> all, of, all of the whole like last half of that movie is shot at Red oh Rock God. State Park. What a blessed collaboration this is today. Yeah, I love Truly that, a I monopoly know. on the end times in this <laughs> room right now. I would say we'll get to it later, but um, I think the second episode we're going to talk about was on one of the CDs I had growing up, and it yeah. was just like, fucking like nom flashbacks like. oh yeah <laughs> we were like jerry whitaker in that moment except yeah, not yeah. dead he was. we're now we're now entering into uh springs awitkening we have once again made it back to springs awitkening we, we've in already our been there the summer it's already been spring yeah no i know did i already announce that we were i think that? that you have i think you i think you've this done happens that, like, every time AJ. <laughs> oh we're now in springs awitkening and it's like yeah. october it's wits endless summer <laughs> the season will always be the, the summer doesn't summer. change <laughs> but it's spring and summer every other day blue wind gets oh, so true. bad it's true. i will it's true. sing the song of purple wits endless summer uh, <laughs> so this is an old episode we've rewinded a little bit much yes. like the yeah. ending of a hotline miami level mm-hmm. and we've got a chris skit 
Oh my That's god. That's how far back we are. Sketches oh, are back, baby! The episode we are starting with is called Curious Isn't It. This is episode 112, Phil Lawler episode, first uh-huh. aired in April of 1990. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. We're going back, AJ. How oh, did you man. feel, AJ, specifically, about, <laughs> about hearing another Chris skit? It's interesting because I actually do like Chris being a character in it. It's, there's so yeah. many more possibilities for like the meta in terms of what my purposes of listening to this are. I, I, I feel like what's weird about these sketches is that in every single one I've ever heard, Chris is so horny. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm so glad you pointed this yeah. out. Thank yeah. you, yeah. These, these, this was such a weirdly sexual sketch. And, and so at the beginning of this Chris sketch, uh, she's talking to Bob? Yeah, Bob Luttrell, producer of Adventures in Odyssey. Right. Oh, uh, is that who Bob? it is? Yeah. Yeah, Chris. He's the audio what guy mainly. What is this mainly. big box doing in the middle of the floor here? That? Oh, it's mine. <laughs> well, that's nice. What's in it? Just a little experiment, something I'm trying to prove. Really? What, what, what? You're the nosiest person around here, you know that? I am not. Yes, you are. You can't be satisfied with my answer and let it go at that. You have to know more. You woman. Can I help it if I have a healthy sense of curiosity? Uh-huh. Well, all I ask is that you don't open that box, okay? What's in the box, Bob? (laughs) (laughs) What's in the box? Our extended moment with Bob Luttrell, who is actually, he's someone that they poached. He used to do the Salvation Army radio show, Mm. uh, whatever it was called. Interesting, Um, okay, yeah. Where they, I mean, they had a radio show from 19, like, 48 until 1985. Actually, I think the current wit, Andre Stoika, used to do the Salvation Army radio show. Andre Stoika sounds like a Tom Stoppard character. <laughs> it like goes to the utopia. Are you just saying he's shit? Polish, AJ? I guess, but it also it has such a good ring to it. Like That's it true. sounds like a character's yeah. name in a play. I do also want to say Bob Luttrell has one actual like on-screen credit as a voice actor for Inch High Private Eye. <gasps> yeah. Really? So, yes. <laughs> AJ was absolutely tickled by that news. <laughs> I look through my magnifying glass, but it's too big. But you can use it to see me, the tiniest private inspector. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's really cool to see this like visual component of these jokes I've heard quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, you get to see AJ's eyes light up and, and me yeah. just like going oh like the pure disappointment okay. in my co-host. Here we go. You can Here see we go. The bit igniting. Yeah, it really, uh, really adds a lot. To much it, like yeah. a launch pad in Texas. Uh, so oh. now we get Chris by herself. The the problem with this this sketch in particular is that she has to monologue her way through it. Bob Luttrell is gone, and we right. have to have her interact yeah. with this box, and she. Yeah. Comes up just, with rationales for why she should open the box. Horny energy kind of yeah, propel her the, through this. Yeah. yeah, this is where the horniness comes out. Yeah. The clip we just listened to, that's that's not no. where it is. There's this some is, like here's inclinations there, but here, yeah. Yes, uh, here it is. Of course, he's really good at tinkering. I mean, he made my oh. stereo sound better than it ever did just by fiddling with it. With his finger. <laughs> she, Chris wants he's everybody really to fiddle tinkering. with her box, folks. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So then she uh. she opens the box and... Well, I'm not going to be left out of this. I, I'm going to take a peek. <laughs> oh, oh, it's a life raft. It's what? a life raft. They have oh. done this sketch before, and we have featured it on this show before. Have we? Not this exact sketch, but this there is... was there was a bit in the Gifts for Imagine Guy episode where someone's like, oh, I hate getting my Christmas presents. It's probably a necktie. And then he opens it up, and it's a life oh raft. My they God. do what the same thing. What is wrong with the fucking life rafts? Why is I... this like their joke? 
It's I an guess inflation it's just, fetish. Yeah, it's a yeah. Goku-shaped yes. life raft. Well, we hear it, too. We hear it here. Like, uh, you managed to, like, pull up the audio here yes. a little bit to get mm. us a little tidbit here. Right, Brian? No, no, no. Don't inflate. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Chi-Chi says to Goku every night at dinner. That's right. That's right. But but Goku doesn't listen, does he? Oh, no, he doesn't listen. He's just, I, I just got to keep eating, Chi-Chi. <laughs> I, so this is how Chris dies, right? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She shoved up against yeah, the glass that breaks Chris, her neck. Yeah. That's the end. That's why they don't do sketches anymore. Yeah. That's <laughs> stirring final words from Chris. <laughs> and yeah, that's that's the whole bit. And then we go into the episode. You know, we jump straight into it. So we've got we got two kids. Their names are Ben and Esther. Really yes. good Jewish names for, yeah. for, for Christian well, kids. Funny here. enough, these are actually the first names of both of those voice actors. Oh um, yeah. Esther, and I'm I'm mad that I now know you were a homeschooler because I would have thrown in another episode here because Esther was in an episode about homeschoolers. Oh, so there were a bunch of parents yeah. who wrote letters to Adventures in Odyssey. They're like, why haven't you guys featured homeschooling in wow. any of your episodes? Because, you know, <laughs> so Adventures in Odyssey did an episode where Robin Jacobs is jealous of her friend Esther, who is homeschooled, and her homeschooled friend Esther is jealous of Robin, and they oh, like, yeah. uh, you know, Prince and the Popper their situation, I guess. Oh, and then yeah. they stopped airing it, and they didn't put it in their albums for, like, a few decades because... The homeschool parents complained again. Well, because and also, as we all and I, I wouldn't be surprised if a big piece of that is that, as we all know, uh, homeschooled kids interact a lot with kids who aren't homeschooled. That's kind of <laughs> what they're known for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure you can speak to that. Josiah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How what was your main sort of social interactions growing up? homeschooling? Yeah. Like, was it yeah. going to the Bible camps or was it or, or was it like, did you have play dates set up by your parents? Amway, <laughs> Amway selling Amway, meetings. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Multi-level marketing. Yeah. Uh, no, it was. <laughs> No, uh, it was so like when it came to high school, we started we had like a co-op type thing. So like I still got kind of a high school experience, but my high school met once a week at a church. Right. Oh, okay. (laughs) Sure, sure, sure. Um, So but that's how we found our way to still like do all the high school drama still or whatever. It's just like once a week we'd let it all out, you know? Yeah. Wow. Um, I, we'll have wow. to have you back on for a homeschool centric episode because Josh was homeschooled for a little while. That. Like, oh, yeah. God. Yeah. No, it's seventh grade. It was um, yeah. I. Oh, so wow. I, I had experience with that as well that I was homeschooled for yeah. a year. And uh, we would go to something called the homeschool building, which was a building yeah. full of homeschoolers. <laughs> that, was, that was also how I qualified for the spelling bee that year because I wasn't oh, okay. going to an actual school. That seems school. to resemble a school. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, yeah. It, okay. A bit. It's, it's sort of like cryptocurrency in that they start to just recreate the structure that they mm-hmm. were moving away from they, all the they time. They do that. Mm. But like, like what, what it is, is, though, it's like instead of a qualified teacher, you get uh, like one of the moms who's kind of good at math. <laughs> oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, What's weird is like I have an aunt and uncle who used to work in a homeschooling co-op and like long after their kids grew up because they were actual teachers. Yeah. So they just right. had they did have some real teacher. They do there, it at a lot of these co-ops. Yeah. Like you who have, you know, because they're going to they're going to get roped in. Right. Because yeah. it's like, oh, my God, you actually have the training. Yeah. Well, why don't you come in? Yeah. But like I took a psychology class in high school that was taught by the math teacher just because she took a psych class in college. And right. Did. And then like. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> then um oh my god she made the day on freud optional 
Yes. <laughs> because it was about, yes. We love so, to hear it. Like my my early homeschool rebellion was uh, we had a book report at the end, so I read General Introduction to Psychoanalysis and oh, taught that's everyone good. Freud. Oh, my that's God. good. Wow. Well, schooling yeah. is so cool. Oh my Unfortunately, God. in this episode, we get no actual homeschool content. No, we just get no. these kids, Ben and Esther. And yeah. let me tell you, Ben something. was also in an episode. Oh, That's all I have on him. Great. Uh, Here's the thing. To quote, to quote SpongeBob SquarePants, oh, brother, these kids stink. <laughs> how, how quickly after this are they thrown through the no-no door, Brian? Uh, they, yeah, they never appear again after they this never. episode. God. Each one of them great. had one episode before this between them, uh, and then and this is it. I loaded up the Adventures in Odyssey wiki, and it is <laughs> yeah. so funny. What they have for Ben is the only thing they have about him is he has a younger brother, and he's not a good speller. Yeah. <laughs> it's, he's not. He's uh, prone to malapropisms, and we'll we'll yeah. hear that throughout this episode. We we might as well just roll this first clip there because they yeah, go into right. the they go into the woods and they see Wit. What's going on? Oh, it's Mr. Whitaker. Oh yeah, he's talking to someone. It's a lady. Do you recognize her? No. Do you? No. Hmm. A come lady. on, come on. So Wit, get to the fucking this point. old lady <laughs> and these two kids are in a cemetery. Why? Right. Why are they meeting in a cemetery? You know because that's just the I, normal place to meet people. I don't is, think by the end that gets explained still. Why the implied, fuck are they meeting in a cemetery? Is it implied that they're at Jenny's grave? At Wit's wife's grave, um, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the note I took maybe? was that Wit... That Wit can only get it up around corpses. I mean, that, that really sounds life. right. Yeah. <laughs> the kids oversee this conversation between Wit and a lady, and one of them says, Curious, isn't it? That's the title That's of the a, episode. Oh, wow. It's a bad title, Pat. Yeah, it is. It's, not a <laughs> it's a bad, one. bad title. Um, so then we get a little bit of this conversation between Wit and the old lady. Quiet. It's a very big step, Wit. Yes, very loud is, birds. I think it's time. Well, Dude. I hate to bring it up, but what about Those your wife? birds, Jenny. Oh, I think this is definitely something she'd want me to do. I didn't know Mr. Whitaker was married. His wife died a long time What's ago. Shh. Well, Great exposition, so, A+. Plus. I guess it's yes. Oh, that's wonderful, Emma. Yes. You made me so happy. I'm happy, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm really upset Esther didn't mention that his wife died of an untreated strep infection. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, really yeah, the important yeah. thing. It's like, I will get say, those antibiotics. I do love how camp that lady's performance is. It's she's yeah. really yeah. full on into it, and I love it. I cannot find <laughs> out who this lady is. Like, outside of her relationship to Ad Adventures in Odyssey, and she's done a fair number of episodes, mm. I don't know if she's doing things under a specific pseudonym for Adventures in Odyssey, and she acted sure. under a different name she's elsewhere. She's ashamed. But yeah, like, yeah. which, I mean, good for her. Uh, <laughs> but I, 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 I think she had to be campy in this performance to be heard over the birds. That's true. <laughs> Who I think are sitting on the microphone and screaming. what they wanted to do was make the clandestine conversation really, really quiet. And they panned sure. it all the way left. And I tried to account for that here. And the birds were just at normal level, if not slightly too hot. And so the birds just completely overpower this conversation. Sure, sure. It's yeah. like, okay, if the conversation is really between the two kids and you just sort of get little tiny bits of wit in the background, but they let this very quiet convo happen for like a minute and a half. Yeah, it's so long. And yeah, I, I, I'm glad you mentioned the birds because I, I like was taking notes on this and I just have in all caps, that fucking bird is so <laughs> loud. So loud. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so loud. Oh my God. So wit gives Emma... A ring. A ring. That belonged mm. to his dead wife. 
Yeah. And, you know, everything is like, oh, I'm so happy. This You've made me the happiest man. Yeah, whatever. Wit so, is giddy. You're seeing emotions from him that you have never no. seen before. Wait, in, wait a minute. Did they go to the cemetery because he had to get the ring off her finger? <laughs> <laughs> like, is this a grave yeah, robbery? Like they, they have shovels. Esther or... <laughs> assumes that Wit and this lady are going to get married, which is frankly a very reasonable assumption. But Ben, meanwhile, is a little skeptical. He's like, well, I'm not sure. Ben know? doesn't want to jump to contusions, as, as, which is another which is, one of those Adventures in Odyssey lines that has been in my head my well, entire it's so adult funny, life. Right, jumping, it's so funny. Yeah. Jumping yeah. to contusions is what happened to me on Monday when I turned <laughs> down the black diamond slow. So they, yes! they end up at a flower shop yeah. and, and just happen to see Wit scurrying out of this flower yeah, shop he, he drives off in a car which they note is very nice because of course it is we know that wit is yeah, wealthy wit is fucking loaded but the flower man runs out of the store it's the flower man come on oh, great flower great. man i did it again something wrong mister huh oh no no i i just forgot to give that man his receipt that's all that's the third time this week i guess he bought a lot of flowers huh <laughs> you can say that again one of the biggest orders i've had in a long time of course, wow. I won't be able to enjoy any of the profits if I have to keep sending people their receipts. What kind of margin is this business running? <laughs> How expensive is it to ship these receipts? Are they on stone slabs? <laughs> Who can take your credit card, not give you a receipt? I mean, this is Put insane. it in your butt and call this it a tasty is, treat. This is an the insane thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of your. That's one of the best songs you've done so far, AJ. That, that was, was good. Thank was you, good Brian. Song. I didn't even write that one down. That was all off the top. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Suck it, Leslie Bracuse and Anthony Newley. Eat my God. fucking shit. This is this is. We're in the shit now. No, just just like, what, what did you think about this? So was Witter's flower business and its uh, general operational strategy. I, yeah, you know, it doesn't seem like, it seems like it's the, the drill tweet with like the, how could, you know, yeah. somebody who's good at the economy, please. Yeah, it's candles, it's yeah. Like, yeah. Several billion dollars being sent on receipts. Like, <laughs> and this guy, they're like, oh, we'll bring the receipt to, to wit. And he's like, oh, you know him. Okay. Here's the receipt. Here's, here's my $1,500 receipt. If I have to print another one of these, I will go bankrupt. And it gives stone tabs. These were handed down to me on Mount Sinai. Yeah, <laughs> it was actually it was actually golden plates uh, yeah. in upstate New oh, yeah. York. Right, right, yeah. That's another he's thing. Someone who's really him. good at translating the angelic language. Exactly. Really the of oh this. my god, yeah, that's another thing that I did this past weekend. Was um the day after I got done <laughs> yeah. skiing, translated some golden plates. No, I went. Josh just started a new. Phase. I went to the uh, the big LDS temple downtown. Mm. Oh, okay. And yeah. they have a museum. Um, and one oh. of the things that they had there was like a full-scale replica of the golden plates and this very oh, nice lady this very nice docent was telling me yeah and you know they were just really this heavy and it just makes me so impressed that joseph smith was able to carry these and run around without getting apprehended by the bandits who were trying to steal this golden plates from him. and i was like yeah yes absolutely <laughs> there were yes. so many just bandits out there rolling uh-huh. with this train of thought i think we're getting somewhere <laughs> Joseph Smith invented the tower defense game, actually. <laughs> they, they pick up the 60-pound uh, golden slab of receipts and yes. uh, drag it all she, the way to She ties exactly. a millstone around her neck and walks her way across the city. And, uh, She's got hot coals on her head. Esther inspects <laughs> the receipt, and uh, the flowers are for Emma. Emma Douglas of Connellsville. Yes. There we have a name Ooh. now. So now they need to continue to find out what Wit's up to. The next place they go is a, a haberdashery. 
Uh, run by well, they go to Wits End and the, oh, right. the haberdasher is in a van in front That's of Wits End. That's what it is. That's yeah. what it is. Mm. And uh, just the uh, proprietor of this haberdashery is one Morty Moskowitz. Why'd yeah. you stop? Because of this van parked in front of Wits End. That's oh, why. Here it comes. Moskowitz's oh, yeah. haberdashery. What's a haberdashery? It's a place where they make men's clothes. You know, a tailor. Oh, someone's inside. Yoo-hoo, excuse me. Well, well, if it isn't a little boy and a little girl. Hello, that little boy and little girl. Goodbye, little boy and little girl. That's a good bet. <laughs> that is a good bet. That's a good it bet. It kind of keeps going on and it stops being funny and just starts being anti-Semitic. Yeah, and- yeah. Phil Lawler figured out like the sort of basic cadence of like any sort of given borscht belt joke. Yep. And then does the same thing each time. What's in it? Look, look, I make clothes. What do you think is in a box? A sports car? He wanted some alterations made on his monkey suit. Monkey suit? Why would Mr. Whitaker want to dress up like a monkey? <laughs> Such a nice uh, boy. Not too smart, but nice. Okay. Monkey suit is another name for kid. a tux. Yeah. Tux? You mean a tuxedo? You know of some other oh, kind of suit called a tux? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, one thing, Just, okay, one thing yes. I do appreciate about this, it kind of lampshades the terrible exposition. Yeah, it does. It, it, yeah, yeah, he's able to just be like, that's a stupid question, How, how, how close of this was uh, to the release of An American Tale is my question. Um, <sighs> not far away from it. I mean, this was 1990. When did American Tale come out? Uh, 1986. So this would be a few years yeah, after American and, Tale. And uh, it, it, the, the AIO wiki actually helpfully pointed out that Hal Smith and Will Ryan were both in an American Tale. Oh wow! As like prominent roles, or just they like were extra they were both sidekicks of the villain. So Hal Smith played the big fat sh- cigar chewing slobbery rat, and uh, Will Ryan was the little mm. what, what is he like a flea or like Did, some yeah. kind of yeah. a bug? Yeah. yeah. Did this remind you oh, of something that's, specifically, that's AJ, in an American Tale? Well, the last name the last name being Moskowitz. Yeah. Their, their names in American Tale are Moskowitz. Oh, right. And yeah. and it does vaguely sound like they're doing an impression of the father. In okay, that oh, sure. Yeah, sure. and uh, in addition, the name Morty has been used before for a Jewish character, for Morty Fishbein yes, in Gifts for Imagine Guy. that's right. Uh, so th- they've mm-hmm. they've got one note here. <laughs> they've got like one <laughs> one wavelength that they keep hitting for uh, modern day non biblical Jewish people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they do. Th- I mean it's funny because outside of sort of the evangelical circle, they basically just do that for yeah. pretty much yeah. any minority. Like the Irish are just in this, <laughs> which we obviously get to in the next yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but oh boy, that's like Orthodox Irish. <laughs> I don't know, like, this whole fucking episode is just so many, like, jokes you can see coming a mile away. Yeah. Because that was the That's a Phil Lawler episode for you. Phil Lawler special. You guys have talked so much about Phil Lawler, and then, like, actually listening to this episode, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah, can you hear the difference between him and McCusker, like, in terms of the episodes that we listened to Because I was listening to this one, and I I was, like, having a crisis, because I was like, was I just... (laughs) Was I just listening to this terrible fucking show? Right. Was never any entertainment value to this. It was just this miserable, and I was that dumb of a kid. Right. And then right. we got the hold up, which we'll get to in a second. And I was like, okay, okay, yeah, no, there was, there's some yeah. like entertainment yeah, like, value. This is here. weird, yeah. but at least there's something here there's now. Some, yeah. There's a story with a plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love 
inspiring crises in our guests. That's what we're here yeah, for. You guys, you guys are good at that. You guys are good at that. Yeah. But yes, the fact that Wit is getting a tux or a monkey suit, they make so much hair out of this monkey suit thing. Yeah, it, it's um, not a funny bit. It's not that. funny. Nobody says it's that. Not, I've never heard that before. I mean, like, it's, that, it is a, a term that people use, but like in 1990? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing is that Phil Lawler, it, once you like start looking at his work through the lens of 1930s gangsters, right. like everything starts to make sense. That I think I think sometimes the wires get crossed for yeah. him where he's like, I don't know if this person should talk like a human yeah. or a gangster from a movie. Well, he's yeah. so I informed by genre, isn't he? Like that's yeah. a big a big big well, piece of it, and including Morty Moskowitz because like that again is like the Borscht Belt genre, mm-hmm. which is a genre he doesn't really understand. This this whole episode is based on an Andy, Andy Griffith episode, also at least according to the wiki. Yeah, I'm no, at right now. I I actually took that note before I looked at the wiki page. Yeah, the episode rumors, and it's Andy and the the longtime love interest. I remember seeing this episode as a mm. kid. And of course, with that, you have the anchor of Barney Fife kind of leading the whole charge where sure. he takes Which the makes slightest it funnier. I think. Yeah. A big part of the reason that there's no anchor here is that, well, first of all, we don't know who this lady is. This is the first time oh. she's ever showed yeah. up. And secondly, we don't know who yeah. these kids are. Who are these children coming who down? Are these we don't know. Down? We don't know. And, you know, Ben, <laughs> I guess the the skeptic prone to malapropisms question mark uh, Mm. decides that the tux stuff is enough to convince him so ooh development Um, but (laughs) Connie (laughs) then is not quite sold on this nor is Eugene because they show up at wit's end to tell him about it well actually Mr. Walton we're still very unsure of our facts and therefore feel it prudent to forego any declarative stance until either the existing data can be thoroughly analyzed or we receive further more conclusive proof in this matter in my opinion I'll bet people have nightmares about you. God, Bernard is such a godsend for this series. And I'm, <laughs> he really I'm, is. I'm so excited for more Bernard. I've been told that there's going to be more You'll Bernard get more in the Bernard, future. Yeah. And, yeah. and he's just, he just brings such a, they know how to write for him mm-hmm, in a way mm-hmm. that I feel like they kind of struggle with a lot of the other side characters and how to make them funny. They know mm-hmm. exactly who Bernard is. It's probably based on somebody that Phil Lawler. Yeah. Well, even Eugene have like a good rapport, I feel like, because I think, I think they've, yeah. they've interacted in a couple other episodes that I remember from mm-hmm. childhood and those were always the, at least the gimmicks I thought was really funny when I was 10. So, you know. <laughs> Later this year, they're going to go on a road trip together. Oh, oh boy. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. So Let's fucking go. Wit shows up in a in tux, like fully dressed up at Wit's end. In a monkey suit? In a monkey suit. Bernard oh has God. washed his car for whatever the special event is. And uh, he's going to come back from this event with someone very special. And that's what Ooh. sells everyone. They're like, yep, he's definitely getting married. Do they ask him? No, but they're convinced. Then they decide to set up an entire uh, wedding reception. They get everyone in town. They get George Barkley. They mm. get they, they. There's a nice little bit I couldn't quite clip because of all the other noise and music happening. But underneath mm-hmm. it, you can hear Eugene calling Officer Harley and saying, hey, it's Eugene Meltzner. No, no, no. I'm Eugene Meltzner. That's a, that's a e- little Easter egg just for the heads. Yeah. A little badumpum, especially because oh. it's the same voice actor. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's lovely. Yeah, they do a whole telephone hour yeah. here. Dale Jacobs decides that he's going to write an entire front page story, even though he does not know who this broad is. It's amazing. Who are these broads coming <laughs> down? Incredible. <laughs> uh, I think Lawler's infecting you, Brian. Are you a 1930s gangster hey, look at this broad over here. I would never call a dame abroad. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. <laughs> Check out this city over here. <laughs> and so I'm sure at this point, Josiah, you were just like 
fully wrapped up in this yeah, it was compelling like, narrative. Gonna what's going to happen, what's right? <laughs> <laughs> you know from the very beginning that this is not going to be. Yeah. Like, there's nothing. So then there's nothing to be excited right. for this right. entire episode. You know, like, they're, they're gonna... supposed to be wrong from the beginning. Yes. Yeah. Can I pitch you on something that I think I would have wanted to happen? Hmm. Yeah. They're all at the reception, right? They're waiting for Wit to come back. Uh-huh. Well, Officer Harley walks in through the door, hat in hands, and says, they found <laughs> Wit's car at the bottom of the cliff. <laughs> no, fuck off. No, fuck off. His helicopter spun in. There were no uh, survivors. survivors. Oh, yeah. Alternatively, it's Wit's Chappaquiddick moment. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> Holy the whole shit. Town has to, like, has to, like, hide the body. Oh, yeah, no. That very, that very special yeah. lady. She's not going to be here. She, uh... Something came up. From this point forward, Wit is just Kendall Roy from Succession. Yes. Yeah. And you know what's really and you know what's really funny is that it wouldn't change Dale Jacobs' reaction. No. Right. Because Dale, of course, party. finds out there is no wedding. No one's getting married, but those papers are set to print, and so he shouts. Oh, no, my story. <laughs> I want to be buried with that clip. I want it put on my gravestone. Oh, every time epitaph? you walk by. Oh, no, my oh, story. No, my... Uh, my epitaph has actually unfortunately already been claimed, oh, okay. which is, quote, he asked a lot, unquote. <laughs> I think I think um, what we do is you have that epitaph, and then we also, like, put a big mouth billy bass yeah. on top of the gravestone. Yes. But when you walk past, it's been programmed to say, oh. Oh, no, my story. <laughs> Coming to our merch store soon. A Billy Bass. Perfect. I, I, I'd like that on the wall over here and just kind of occasionally. <laughs> the whole town has been assembled in Wits End for this surprise wedding party. And it's a big misunderstanding. Everybody wow. feels quite sheepish. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, punishment <clears throat> must be meted out. This because, is, yeah, it takes course. a turn. Because, like, that's the thing is, like, this is sort of, this is why it's such a perfect, like, Andy Griffith type right. episode is that no one's doing anything no, bad here. It's silly. They it's just no. got carried away. Yeah, it, everyone's too excited. Like, even mm-hmm. um, you know, even she's like, oh, this doesn't bother yeah, me. Yeah, we're right. all having fun. Yeah. Wit is just like, oh, well, you know, the, the Dale Jacobs has something to worry about. Everything else is fine. And then his voice gets very dark. <laughs> See, Esther? I told you you wouldn't like us snooping around. Quiet, Ben. No, not quiet, Ben. You're absolutely right. No one likes a snoop. <laughs> no one My blood runs cold. <laughs> this is like such a desperate attempt to like, you need to plug in a Bible verse with this. Yeah. You need to find a way to moralize this. We're going to make this about gossip? Yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah. And then and he takes Lord. it even further. You see what can happen when you let your curiosity get the better of your common sense? You know I am. Well... I think you'll remember it a lot better while you're helping us clean this place up tomorrow. Great. I'm going to talk to your parents what? about it right after I call Dale Jacobs. What? Wit what? is never going to pass up an opportunity for free child Absolutely. labor. <laughs> Absolutely. Free child labor is the bedrock of Wit's End and of Odyssey Absolutely. more broadly. So what actually they should have inferred was that Wit was selling his wife's jewelry in a graveyard <laughs> in the middle of the workday. Yeah. In order to raise money for an old folks' home yep. in a town he does not live yes, in. Yes, correct. Yeah. In that, if in you that, had some okay. fucking logic, you'd know that too. Yeah. In, 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 in that, not only that, not only that, but after that event, after that special reception, that uh-huh. he would be bringing her back for reasons. Then she was very special. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, he doesn't. 
he doesn't actually mention why she's special because there's actually something more to this. Mm. She was Wit's first employee. What? At Wit's end. Wait, what? It, wait, where did that? Did it, it doesn't say, say it in this episode. This is wait, important. The, the only reason we listen to this episode is because she shows up again later. But what I found oh, out, the, the, where okay. this backstory oh. comes from, is from Paul McCusker's Adventures in Odyssey books. Oh, for now there God's are books sake. that have been written written in like the last fifteen Brian, years. These how are do not you even those know books. this? How how why why? Uh, actually, these are on the wiki, so I can't claim that I did any like real research oh, okay. here. You did mm-hmm. not, uh, in fact, read also, a book. Okay. No, you know me. I don't read. <laughs> I can't. They're also about to be on my uh, to read list on Goodreads <laughs> as well. That's where you can find them. So. Well, I, yeah, like Josh, I think uh, that, what are the reviews like on Goodreads. Yeah, that's a great question. Josh, Let's I do see. think that you should probably read these books since you read really fast. No, because um, no. there is one where like a kid goes into the imagination station it and wanna... ends up being a slave. It comes out hamburger just like that <laughs> we're not gonna get into the books on the show because again i i refuse to learn how to read the first and only proudly illiterate podcast <laughs> the only other thing that we should note at the very end of this episode is that wit notices eugene talking to a girl at the counter and he's like oh could it be oh, oh. <laughs> that's oh. how the episode ends <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, that can't yeah. be. You can only get horny in a graveyard. That's right. because, because wit would never jump to conclusions. Never. Not no, once. Never. Did, did we want to talk at all about the uh the Bob catching Chris's dumb ass at the end oh, of the yeah, episode? Oh yeah, so Bob is just like, Yeah, I put that box in there to trap you. That's right. Which is like not a thing a friend does. <laughs> no, but it is something a daddy does. Mm, yeah. So let's go ahead and move on now to episode one six nine. Hold up! Nice. With an exclamation Ooh. point. That's how it's what, pronounced. What did you say? Yeah. What did you say? One six nine, Josh. One, yeah. One six nine. I'm coming. Hey, yeah. There we yeah, go. We go. Yes. This is a Paul McCusker episode from October yeah. 1991, and uh, this also has uh, not a full-on Chris sketch, but a more involved Chris intro than normal. Um, yeah. She lets us know that she's paging through a Bible and is going to read verses. So go get your Bible. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. you know, it's one of those those things that like it's canonical now that Chris is crafting the narrative of Odyssey, thus granting her like a godship <laughs> in the world that I didn't necessarily clock before. Yeah, she, she's, like, she's, she's a chaos assumed... deity. She's sort of the Wilson of of Odyssey. Right. <laughs> yeah. She just stares at a giant map of Odyssey and she whispers. More leaves. (laughs) (laughs) And then you get the little Sunday in the Park with George chords, yeah. The upstairs is completely secured, Miss Kendall. Oh, thanks, Eugene. I've cleaned up down here except for, um, that man over there. He's making me nervous. Hmm, pourquoi? What? That's French for why. Oh, oh, I don't know. Why? It's because I've never seen him before. Yeah, so Connie's doing some uh, racial profiling against what sounds to be the whitest man imaginable. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, no, the, she's she's doing woke racial profiling. Yeah, yeah, this she, is the future. She, oh, I see. Oh, yeah, there's this white guy. He's gonna commit some crimes. <laughs> yeah, <over here. laughs> he's just he's just chilling in the corner. This guy casually. Um, I don't know. <laughs> seems normal. Should be normal. He's what? apparently just been sitting there with a banana split for like an hour. So it's just soup at this point. I suppose Mr. Whitaker will be finishing his speech at the college now. Yeah, I guess. I'm rather impressed that the psychology department asked him to speak to them. It's rare that they invite non-professionals. Oh, what's a professional? But he's not a psychologist. It's not his area of expertise. 
Well, he knows more things about the way people are than your professors will ever find in a textbook. <laughs> oh, my God. That's why they asked <laughs> To get a layman's view on the nature of man, is he basically good or basically evil? That's the question Mr. Whitaker has to answer in 20 minutes or less. <laughs> well, I can do that in 20 what? seconds or less. That's, yeah. Man is basically evil. Okay. Yes. Thank you, Dr. Kendall. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. What, what, fucking, what fucking psychology conference is like did, <laughs> focused on... Whether man is inherently good well, or evil. Here's the thing. Wit's what? actually going to go up there and like give the speech. And then the professor, the, the actual professor is going to be like, wow, I've had my entire worldview disproven. <laughs> and he's yeah. going to go walk through us, you know, walk across a street and he's going to get hit by a he's taxi. Hit by a car. And yeah. then what? as he's he going to get oh, saved, yeah. Yeah. he's going to get saved at the last second. As yeah, Michael there, Tate and the Duck Dynasty guys are going to run to his side. Street. <laughs> I, I clocked that this was God's not dead way too late. <laughs> I genuinely thought all three of you were vamping up to the doctor was a woman joke. And I was like, we can't be going all in. <laughs> I, I, so I get the pettiness of this. Right? Yeah. Like, get how. Like Dobson wants right. to pick that sort of Dobson, who with, is a psychiatrist. Right. I, I, look, going to acting school, obviously, I will take any sort of opportunity to attack my professors <laughs> yeah. at any point. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're monsters, and I'm still very yeah, bitter. Yeah. Right. We, yeah. We we all we all hate our own fields, I guess. Yeah. And this is just yeah. like because we've we've had we've had both this discussion of psychology before, right? The devious Dutchman, Regis Blackard, right. is right. himself a child psychologist. Um, mm -hmm. and Wit has done this bit before. Um, we didn't listen to the original episode where he first said it, I don't think, but we listened to the episodes where Connie converts, which has a flashback mm. to Wit right. walking through this, oh yeah, man is basically evil. At that time, he was owning Connie. Now Connie, a Christian, is owning Eugene. Now, this is a very important point here because this is the Calvinist concept of mm -hmm. total depravity. The yeah. idea that Nature has made it, you know, ever since Adam and Eve bit the fucking apple, it has been mm -hmm. impossible for man to redeem himself from his inherent evil fallen nature. And Josiah, yeah. I know yeah, you had yeah. said that you had had some thoughts about sort of this whole deal. Well, yeah, I, I do. And like, we'll get into it more as the episode goes. But like, you know, I, I'm not like automatically like dismissive of total, total depravity, but I hmm. think it's more I think that you can have a more nuanced and interesting like exploration of oh mm -hmm. yeah like our impulses can be tainted etc cetera, etc cetera, sure as opposed to like where this starts to go which is like a really blunt force idea of like criminality mm -hmm. which is what <laughs> yeah. really right. really well, gets in time criminality to morality also right yes. being yeah. like yes. right these are the same thing performing a criminal act is mm -hmm. inherently in and of itself always immoral um, you know, it's it's aligning the law with morality in such a sharp way. Yeah. Yes. And the, the argument yeah. that that Eugene makes here, right, is that social ill crime sin, if you will, is caused by extreme circumstances. Right. People mm -hmm. only do bad things because they're in bad situations. Right. Which is sort of right. a simplified version yeah, of maybe some man. sort of like this, Marxist take yeah. on this. Yeah. If, if your only opinion about why people do bad things is that they're pushed into it by extraordinary circumstances every single time, that is so obviously demonstrably yeah, false that it doesn't yeah. even bear, you know, discussing. Yeah, because you'll meet a guy who's just an asshole. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. Right. like, those people exist. And right. so it's like oh, easy if, if, yeah, but if you're, if you're doing a fucking... They teach acting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you do like a straw man of this position, it's really easy. 
I, I don't know because it feels like it's it's actually two different conversations happening at yes. once because like a lot of more like Christian leftist theology will see like that that whole oh society is pushing everybody to do X and Y criminality or whatever is like oh the society is the thing that's corrupted mm-hmm. the society is the thing that's kind of totally depraved and that's where this comes from right right? Mm-hmm. right and you know and that's why oh we all kind of end up culpable and mixed into this whole fucking machine but like they so those are two separate things to me. Like, Mm -hmm. are humans inherently selfish? Yeah, sure. I'm fine with that. But, like, that's not the same thing as as we get to this fucking, like, genetic take on where criminality comes (laughs) from, which we'll get to that. We might as well move on to that because we pretty quickly find out that yeah this this weirdo guy well he's just straight up here to rob the place well man is basically good but things happen to him that make him want to do bad things now (laughs) take myself for example here i am passing through this nice (laughs) little town and what do i discover (laughs) i'm short of cash now look i want to do the right thing i want to find a job i want to make an honest living but that doesn't help the fact that i don't have any cash right now when I need it. So, what have you decided to do? Right. Well, first I take out this modest-sized gun here, <laughs> and I tell you to put all the money in that cash register in this bag. You know, he's not a particularly well-written character, but Charles Knox Robinson is really yeah. having a lot of fun with this. It. This he really this is. Rocks. This character's so good. yeah. Um, and yeah. Charles Knox Robinson is not like a recognizable name or face. He's somebody who did TV for most mm. of his career, and he'd mm. be that guy who just showed up in an episode of you know, whatever. And and something that's kind of interesting to me here too, about how he frames this up. We are supposed to understand based on what he says, that this is a very clear counter arg to Eugene's arc because Eugene again, Mm. thinks that people are inherently altruistic and they'll only do a bad thing if they're pushed into a bad situation. Mm -hmm. He basically now this guy is making the exact same argument, but he's doing a bad thing. But here's the thing. He's framing up the arg in bad faith. He clearly doesn't actually believe this. And we're supposed to take it as, oh, these are his actual principles, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, but Josh, have you considered that some men just want to watch the world burn? Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm. There is sort of a certain greed element to it. But I think the the thing that kind of holds this character back for me is that I never get a real sense of what he wants, really. Like, he gives a lot of, like, conflicting backstory about Mm. his motivations Mm -hmm. to the point where... I'm just like, well, he is kind of the Joker. He's just a bad guy, right? He wants to steal this money, and like money at least is something you can grab onto that's like, oh, yeah, a guy always needs money, right? But he's he just does this because he likes being bad, and, and we'll get a little bit more about that later. So Connie yeah. has flipped the silent alarm. Wit installed a silent alarm that is basically just a bat phone. Like, I, I imagine it's the only one in Odyssey, and the <laughs> yeah. entire yeah. police department I mean, yeah. is, like, focused on it. Okay, yeah, sweetheart, you're going to be a bright girl, right? What do you mean? I'm going to hide behind the counter with Brain Boy here. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's all right and make him go away. You got it? Uh-huh. You push the button by accident. Okay. Now look natural. Huh? Clean the counter or something. But it's already clean. Pretend. Boy, you two were made for each other, weren't you? We're just friends, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, the cop has not yet entered the building. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But the bad guy knows that he's going to he knows that the mm-hmm. silent alarm has been pressed and so he's trying to set yeah. up a situation classic scenario to basically be like oh no everything's good actually yeah mm-hmm. so connie yeah. of course you know does the thing everything's fine i'm doing fine and then the cop asks for coffee and connie says very loudly no 
you know how much Wit hates coffee. And he says, okay, goes out to the car and it's like, she said the code phrase that we've right. worked through at Wit's end when they how hit the one side. How many times does this happen? <laughs> <laughs> Wit makes them do this training every week. Phrase. Think about Wit. Think about Wit and how he plans things. <laughs> and the paranoia of this mindset, too, you though. Right? Let if someone get around to applesauce, AJ. He's hiding Shonen in, in the building. Yeah. Lest we yeah. forget. <laughs> <laughs> and we won't. It does speak lar- like like to the larger mindset of the evangelical movement. Mm-hmm. If everyone around you is evil and means you harm, mm-hmm. of course you're going to be fucking paranoid at every yeah. fucking turn. Especially when there's all these people coming in from out of town. These out of town grifters mm-hmm. who yes. are mm-hmm. infiltrating our good heart America. This goes so far beyond just a normal, like, because any retail store obviously is going to have loss prevention measures in place and some sort of a plan right. for if somebody tries to, you know, steal all the cash out of the register or whatever. Yeah. But this is so far beyond that. There, there was a silent alarm system at my high school because less people forget, I went to a K-12 Christian school that was originally a mission established in 1903. There were these tunnels under the whole, like, campus because there's a boiler in the old mission house that provides heat everywhere else. And so, of course, like, we're high school kids. We're going to go into the tunnels, right? Of we're going to we're yes. going to yeah. find the no-no door. That's what tunnels are for. Yeah. Going and into, we, yeah. we that and dying <laughs> when, when you're playing Dungeons and Dragons in them. <laughs> yes, yes. And we, uh, uh, there was one place we couldn't go and it was under the garage where they, you know, like, uh, maintained the buses and everything. And that mm. area, it just sort of looked like a brick wall that had been blown through. But if you walked past that, it would set off an alarm in the band mm. teacher's house. Mm. I think it used to be it's probably a few decades ago. It was like the superintendent's house. But then the band teacher lived there. But if you walked through that, there was just a fucking like flashing red light bulb and a huge bell that would start going off Sweet. in his living room. <laughs> yeah. And this is that, right? Like the, yeah. the mm. because this silent alarm has gone off and because Connie has said the 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 secret code phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, the Odyssey PD dispatches all the police. Yeah, the fucking SWAT team rolls out, baby. <laughs> um, mean, meanwhile, we actually cut over to Wit, yeah. who's talking to this prof at the college, who's a little. <laughs> Well, you know, yeah. you know, Mr. Whitaker, I can't thank you enough for speaking to our mm. group tonight. Oh, it's my pleasure, yeah, yeah. Professor Roman. You know, I must confess I don't agree with anything that you said, but I did find it fascinating. This is how professors Imagine talk. Imagine believing the yeah. man is yes. basically <laughs> evil and only redeemed by faith. <laughs> I haven't heard such thinking in years. Well, unlike a lot of so-called psychological studies, I can only tell you why. I don't know nothing about your fancy psychological studies. What a person does in fools is based on his heart, not his circumstances or environment. Mm. And according to the Bible, the heart is corrupt and wicked unless it's been changed by faith in Christ. Oh, yes, yes. I love it. How very archaic. Oh, but no less true. Yeah, people's hearts are just bad. And only Christ can uh-huh. fix them, which is why we're building all of these prisons. That's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's also a very specifically <laughs> Nazarene thing. The idea that mm. like the heart itself is the thing that's transformed. Yeah. Uh, I just mm, found that right. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also, that well, yeah, because yeah. Willem Dafoe pulled it out of his right. chest and showed that's it right. to yeah. everybody. Yeah, he, um, he offered yeah. it promptly and sincerely. And sincerely. Mm-hmm. Just also yeah. this this professor just 
fucking Charles Nelson Riley ass performance. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, it's Chuck Bolte. It's the voice of George Barkley just trying to do a professor voice. It, I, yes. I named this clip Wit and the Fag Professor. <laughs> <laughs> A much less selling children's book series uh, that Brian tried yeah, to start is, up. This is really uh, the like, last few years of Adventures in Odyssey. Yeah. I, I, I did hear that HBO is going to adapt each one of those books, actually, into its, own, into its own season of television. Go back to where it all began. So, yeah, I mean... It, what what is this like what's going on here what i don't know because i don't i I don't fucking feel like um like psychology spends that much time arguing about if people are inherently good or not it's not no that's the 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 realm of philosophy psychology is not interested in that idea yeah and i yeah i'd I'd say that psychology is interested in human nature but it's interested in a very different set of questions about human nature yeah and like because nature versus nurture is not the same as man is good or evil Mm -hmm. like those are two different debates yeah yeah. kind of related to the subject but but that's the interesting thing is because once we especially get through the 70s into the 80s right and we have this this massive wave of like violent crime you have all of these people searching for explanations. And one of the big things mm. that catches on in evangelical circles is Francis Schaefer. Mm-hmm. And yes. how shall yes. we then yes. live? And and yeah. it, the stuff that he co-wrote with C. Everett Koop about abortion. <gasps> right. All of this is like trying to explain both like the, the horrifying atrocities of the Nazis through like state regimes, but also trying to explain like inner city black crime as like the same thing. Because mm-hmm. people's it's hearts are just getting issue, worse. Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a heart it's like condition. A heart condition. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, That's right. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you just need a dead Denzel Washington to live inside you for a while. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were gonna get tiniest Denzel Washington. That's, oh, that's right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> It was funny. I saw the sea approaching, and I decided to pull up at the yeah, last good for you. Good for you, Rich. But, I, but there's dolphins leaping outside the cockpit window. Let's yeah. be very clear. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. That was a close call. That was so, a very, very close call. We're back at wit's end again. Um, yeah, well, sure. Hold on. I also, I do yes. think it's very illuminating to hear the way the professor talks mm. as sort of a window into how these people think that we sound. As yes. like oh, yeah. as the intellectual elite, the as elites, sort of yeah, condescending, yeah. sort mm-hmm. of full of himself, um, you know, in Brian's words, uh, 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 effeminate. <laughs> that's man. what he said. Yeah, yeah, with, that's exactly the, what yeah. he said. Effeminate. Yeah, effeminate. there's a G in there somewhere, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it it really recalls also uh, when we talked about this present mm. darkness a while back too. Same exact mm. dialogue, right? It's yeah. so wow. Look at how great and impressive we are. And to yeah. be fair, in academia, there is quite a bit of that. Yes, yeah, sure. It's not. <laughs> Well, and it's there in Christian academia well, for exactly, sure. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So the focus of it, they just miss it because they yeah. don't really know what it sounds like. So they create this really weird pastiche instead. And they don't yeah. really want to engage with it either. Right. They don't want to like interrogate why they feel that's the tone that's being taken with them, you know, or or how that's they're interpreting yeah. that. Mm-hmm. It's just it's mm-hmm. outright dismissal of well, these people will never get it because they're just so trapped up their own assholes. It's the creation of a fantasy, like kind of mm-hmm. a fantasy world. Because even then, like the obsessions of people like Francis Schaefer, or whatever, they're always yeah. arguing against like 
not really what the culture is talking about. Like that, you can tell they're not actually that plugged into like what the discourse is. Mm-hmm. Hold on, they right. are right. plugged in. I have the magazine. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Um, but you know, like like secular humanism was yeah. the thing they were raging against at this time. But like, right. there was not really that much of that. You know, no. like there wasn't a lot of people walking around like I'm a secular humanist. <laughs> it's like, I mean? it's yeah. like, like thinking that like the the left is all guys on Twitter with globe emojis. Exactly. It's, it's just like no, it's just a weird niche group of perverts. This is just one group. Yeah, one yeah. group of pedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. No, but like you know, it's this, it's this, it's wokeness. It's yeah. like what we're yeah. talking about now, right? There's yeah. no fucking mm. person who identifies as woke. No, you're right. It maps over perfectly. Exist. It's yeah. like this is the woke mm. professor, right? Yeah. yeah. And what we need to do is we need to defeat his wokeness. Wit needs that to was defeat the sequel. wokeness. That yeah. was the sequel. Wit and the woke professor. Was yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All you need to do to <laughs> defeat that wokeness is get, get some facts and logic and an entire police force on your side. That's right. right. And, and also yeah. get robbed. That's yes. also. Yes. <laughs> because the burglar is not just content to, uh, you know, try to drain the register because there's not really anything in the register. No. He right. has the he, safe. He has the kids take him up to the safe a tragic like uh, the, Ichithus, you the safe that <laughs> connie sorry yeah. that connie doesn't know about connie but, yeah, who has that? worked there longer than eugene has never been given access to the safe also who yeah. opens the safe who actually has the code do they uh, say eugene eugene does yeah okay yeah, so here's eugene. the here's the the clip of that what kind of guy is your boss it doesn't keep money in his safe insurance papers deeds Letters? Forged death certificate for Cherry. An autographed picture of Andy Griffith? He's a big fan. Very big. Andy Griffith, huh, because he was no, there's on Andy that, Griffith from before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Honestly, now uh, it makes the previous episode higher in my esteem because yeah. it's now mm. canonically like... Well, yeah, at no there, point... Wait, a... wait a minute. No, wait. Hold on. So yeah. at no point did Wit say, huh, this is just like the plot from the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> no. Yeah, he should have said that. <laughs> The lampshade a little bit. So they're upstairs. They're in the office, which, of course, is right next to the computer room. And the yep. Bible room is also uh, sort of a kitty corner with that. And where does the money go? This is where does the they have to put the money away at the end of the night? Does Wit walk out with wads of cash to the ATM every single night like he's running some sort of Horace and Pete dive bar in Brooklyn <laughs> I with bet. Alan Alda? I bet. Given Wit's sort of primacy in the town, no. I bet the bank has a truck that rolls up every yes, night sir. and takes the daily deposit yeah, from it's him. It's a fucking armored vehicle. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. AJ, you doing yeah. okay? You doing okay with no, my Horace and no, Pete reference? I, no, I'm not. I'm not. Because that implies that Wit is Louis C.K., which is not something I needed to imagine. Yeah. We already thought about him fucking in a graveyard. I don't need to see the other shit. Oh, oh I have to go through all of your horse fucking jokes. But, yeah. li- but Wit, <laughs> yes, Wit jacking jokes. off every Every now and then, that's yeah. a problem. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So apparently, it's a crime to imagine wit jacking off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, the woke left can't handle wit jacking off, huh? Excuse me, I'm a college professor, and I don't think it's okay for you to have wit jacking off, as it were. slash owing. He's doing it so right now. we get some additional exposition from the burglar. He needs to get back to his grandma in Utah, so burglar confirmed yeah, for she's Mormon. In, she's 97 years old in Salt Lake City, because Mormonism is a, is a demonic corruption of Christianity, Correct. of course. So yeah. he just robs small stores along the way as he heads yeah. west to pay 
it's also for... the plot of The Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Eugene actually has this sort of, th- this confirms his priors, right? Yeah. He's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah. yeah, if it weren't for the fact that he, you know, needs to help out his grandmother, if he were not forced into this situation by his economic circumstances, he wouldn't yeah. be doing this, right? Yeah. yeah, wow. Yeah, he's the John Dillinger of the 90s. Yeah. So this safe is also behind a painting of a safe. Which I think tells us a lot about how much of a dullard wit actually is. <laughs> like they don't let you in that much. He's like, oh, he's the he's the big smart encyclopedia guy, and he's like, I have a safe, and I need to hide it. Let's put it behind a painting of a safe. <laughs> They'll never expect it, Brian. <laughs> That's right. Oh, but, and then on that wit is a dullard front. They are mm. outside wit's end. He's out there with the cops. And he's looking in and he sees the light is on in his office and he's like, huh, I wonder what people are doing up there where yeah. my safe is. Yeah. Oh, my God. He, he, well, I'm being robbed. That's where my uh, safe is. Officer <laughs> Orion, our uh, our friendly neighborhood Mick cop. Yeah. Um, are basically. Oh, boy, is he. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, they come up with a plan to infiltrate Wit's End. I only wish we had a way to sneak in. Well, actually, there is another way in. Oh, is there no? Yeah, a tunnel. It runs from my workroom secret the tunnel. to a secret entrance in the woods out back. You and I both should go in. Bagels and Blarney stones. Are you off your nut? I can't let you do a thing like Bagels? that. Bagels? Nobody knows what's end like I do. We can use the tunnel and the old servant staircase to get to my secret computer room. Computer room? What are you thinking, Wit? We're showing what? It's a computer. Wit's end could be downright scary. Maybe that's the way to get him out. I like this music in the background that kind of sounds like it's from Harvester. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, yes, so I, Irish. I believe so good. AJ, yeah. is this the first time you've heard of the secret tunnels? Maybe I've brought it up, but I don't think we've heard it in the episodes, right? Nope. Mm. Nope. That okay. was just something I inferred. Yeah. Plant a flag in your brain. <laughs> These are going to yeah. come back into play later yeah, on. Yeah, this no, no, is no, another no. one Josh of those things. lived rent free in my brain for two years. Yeah, this is another thing much. that AJ just determined that there were secret tunnels. And sure enough, there are secret tunnels that yeah. go out into the woods. They yeah. go very far away from wit's end and they mm-hmm. lead to a secret staircase that goes straight up to the second floor right hmm. 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 i'm just so happy <laughs> you know i just sometimes sometimes this show just gives me such gifts <laughs> such bountiful presents how far out is what you're setting up because i know like the last few episodes yeah. you're setting you're on like a trajectory towards something how far is this the at this point tunnels it's still going to be a few months yeah and miles course, to go before we sleep yeah the big climax oh. as to the the real importance of wit's basement won't be until the beginning of next year oh my god yeah. but you know darkness before dawn josiah so, right uh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. So everybody, uh, everybody, keep listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, we all know about darkness before dawn. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, we right. all, everyone here knows all about that. It's so fun just isolating you right now, AJ, <laughs> and watching you suffer. So Usually, I have yep. to go to a cemetery to get this level of excited. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so. The horse cemetery. The horse cemetery. <laughs> the glue factory. <laughs> so, Wit and Officer Wit and Officer Orion uh, go into the secret tunnel. Uh, under in, in, in the yeah. other police, uh, the backup, they are under strict orders not to go in. Yeah, because um, Wit, Wit, even if they hear gunshots, Wit is fucking alternate timeline Biff Tannen. Kid, I own the police. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Meanwhile, so, uh, it's going full Rambo here. Oh, which yeah. is, right, can you play a little music cue there too? It's, oh yes, yeah. We we got a great music cue. 
Yes. And now back to the adventure. So oh, yeah. continuing our tradition of children being uh, bound, uh, <laughs> the bad guy ties bound Eugene and Connie up with the telephone cord? Yeah. yeah, which is the same. I think that's the same tactic the other guy who met his demise in the cave uh, outside of Tom Riley's property also yeah, used on that them. Also phone cord. Oh he god, he might have been. the phone cord as well. So you really think that after that. that would have would have learned the lesson and gotten a shorter phone cord? Yeah. No. <laughs> All right, babes. Like we need to be clear on this. Do not use cords. Don't use phone cords. No. Don't use no. audio cables. You want to no, have something dangerous. that you know has a little bit of squish to mm-hmm. it. You don't want to be cutting off circulation. Mm-hmm. But Eugene tries to appeal to the burglar's uh, better nature. Just remember, sir, you can always overcome these circumstances to lead a healthy, productive life. Yeah, that's what my probation officer said right before I lifted his wallet. Oh, uh, and you should know that I lied to you. Okay. Yeah. About what? My grandmother. She isn't sick. Fucking old. She's in the Utah State Penitentiary serving 10 years for armed robbery. His grandma did armed <laughs> robbery at the youngest at the age of 87, which is fucking cool as shit. Yeah, fucking yeah. her. Facts and at, logic. At that point, just give her the money, yeah. Facts and logic can't save you now, Eugene. Some people yeah, just suck, suck ass. So, some people just suck because their parents also were criminals and their grandparents, it's, they, have a, they have a sort of inherited predilection towards criminality. Some right. people do. Right. I, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. will say I also heard this line um, as Tim Robinson saying, <laughs> I, she's not even sick. Like, there's like, <laughs> there's something that this performance would be improved so much if it was Tim Robinson trying to rob wits. And that's not circumstances, right? Having parents and grandparents constantly cycling <laughs> in and out of the system. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't leave any weird scars on you that's going to no, lead that to bad behavior as an adult. Yeah. No, no, no. It's all to do with genetics. And, and also, I'm assuming it's, it's to do... Heart. I'm assuming it's also to do with the teachings of Joseph Smith, if we're being real. But right, yes. um, <laughs> Josiah, I think this American was Moses. You wanted to talk a little bit more here as well, sort of about like what this episode is actually saying versus what it claims to be saying. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I, 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 I think we need like it, it's worth unpacking a little bit because mm-hmm. it, this isn't really about total depravity anymore. Right. No, with this suggestion, this is some guys like, are actually worse than you. Like yeah. some people are bad, and then some people are really bad. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, because, like, you know, to, total depravity also kind of implies, like, oh, wow, there's some fucked up shit in me and mm-hmm. also in you, right? In theory, it would be kind of a leveling thing, but that is not focused on the family. <laughs> no. it's interesting. And, and, and don't get me wrong, like, there's problems with even that, that kind of mm-hmm. leveling thing as well. But, like, that's still a much more, like, equal playing field kind of thing than the focus on the family mentality, which is right. you're a good white Christian and there are things out there that want to fucking kill you. Mm-hmm. And this is, I mean, this has been the paranoia, like, this episode's from the 90s, but, like, yeah. it's its still what fucking, you know, evangelical conservatives push now. Yeah. You know, like, right yeah. after the fucking, um, the, uh, what, the Nashville shooting, you yeah. know, there was the big rise of, like, evangelicals saying, like, yeah, trans people are going to come and they're going to shoot up our churches. We need to arm ourselves. Right. Yeah. We need to have guns in churches. So, like, it's not benign to sign of be, like, suggesting that this, th- this is how it works, criminality. Uh, yes. wokeness or as they would call secular humanism it all goes together <laughs> it's out there in its own kind of world outside of evangelicalism and it's going to invade well and i think too the point that you make about like in the wake of nashville and and, and you know these trans mm-hmm. people who are going to come in that that's also some sort of a perversion that's something that lives in your heart that's fundamentally mm-hmm. evil in the mm-hmm. same way that like total depravity 
makes all of us evil, except for us. Obviously, we're the right. good ones, it's, actually, mm-hmm. because, you know, we've been cleansed of that evil thanks to the blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's just it, it, it leads you to such sickening places because yeah. it causes you to perceive these people as not being people, honestly. Yeah, this guy is is subhuman. Like, there there is no redemption to be offered to him, which is no, a, yeah. against what Wit is saying, that anyone's heart can simply be changed. Yeah, I mean, the moment that he shows a shred of humanity, it turns out that he's just fucking lying. He's, 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 a, he's a sociopath. Yeah. So then mm-hmm. Wit has a, a really fun idea <laughs> where he just decides <laughs> to do, like, that Barry monologue. Do you know where she lives? I don't know. What were you gonna like send her an angry letter or something? No, no, nothing like that. I'm just gonna freak her out a little bit. Freak her out how? Oh, there's a lot of ways. It's you know, like for instance, I could send her a picture of herself sleeping. You know, just as a way of being like, hey, not cool what you did to Sally. You know, no, the whole point is to isolate her and make her feel like she's going insane. So I would just do little things like replace her dog with a slightly different dog or. You know, change the furniture in her house so she thinks she's shrinking. You know, basic stuff. Most of it I learned in the military. Some of it on a subreddit. Uh, (laughs) The guy escapes over to the Bible room, which is already the scariest room in the place, aside from the room of consequence, I guess. Uh, (laughs) How big is this room? Big enough. The Bible room? In, yeah. In the board game, yeah. it's really not large at all. Everything's just kind of stuffed in there. I'm just. This sounds like a cavern. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. it sounds like a Costco that I, they've walked into. I'm just <laughs> picturing that sequence from the Thrill Zone in Coney Island from Max yeah. Payne 2. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like that. Which the whole is huge. time, this thief is walking around, diving in bullet times, like, there's a hole behind me. And, and there's a hole inside of that hole that has a hole behind it. This would also, me. to be honest, this also explains why he had so few bullets available. <laughs> Good. He's headed for the Bible room. Now that we've introduced ourselves with a few sound effects, just to test our friend's nerve, let's see if we can get him to empty his gun. There's six minutes in that chamber if it's fully loaded. What do you mean, empty his gun? He left the two youngsters in your office. Now that he's alone, I think we should call the boys in. No, 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 not yet. Wit <laughs> fucking smells blood. Yes. Sicko <laughs> mode. We have to wait for the right moment. And so here are the displays starting to go nuts on yeah. him. Yeah. The exit should just be straight ahead if I can feel my way along. Hello. Welcome to the Bible room. A place of fun and excitement. What? <laughs> Who's that? Oh, oh God. Don't try anything funny. <laughs> Just I have five a nights in Freddy's, this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, not fun and excitement. And we know that God of the Bible. Gotcha! Congratulations. You just shot our talking mirror. What? Is that you, girly? This is just the where end of you? the man with the golden Come gun. Out here, I can see you. <laughs> you gotta be kidding. Am I Goliath? A dog? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> And that was the David and Goliath display. Brain boy. What kind of game are you playing? Show your face. We have other displays for your enjoyment and instruction. There's the wall of Jericho. And the Elijah display. Mm, what else? <laughs> this is some kind of loony bin. Actually, uh. that was tiny, the elephant. Part of the Noah's Ark display. I know what okay. you're trying to do. They're just taunting you're trying him. trying to get me to crack. Well, I won't do it. I won't. Did yeah, I make this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, is it just me or does Tiny the Elephant sound so, like 
it's in great pain. Like, that <laughs> scream was like a human scream. What the fuck is happening in this exhibit? He gets down to his last round and it's it's wit. He's right there. But no, it isn't actually wit. It's a pepper's a life size television. I don't know. They, yeah. right, they're right, doing the looking glass from prey. There's right? a large yeah. table and Christopher Walken and Robert De Niro are sitting there and he sits down. And they put the gun on the table and then mm-hmm, they can spin mm-hmm. the gun yeah. around yeah. a couple times. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, he's out of bullets and uh, the cops descend. Yeah, and he has no more bullets in his pockets or anything. Right. It's just, oh, yeah, the gun's empty now. We're good. So, this sequence is fucking buck wild. I, I'll admit I had some fun listening yeah. to it, though. No, it's, it's like mean, a good horror sequence. This episode's a fun, fun episode. Yeah. I, I do That's why you remember it from pretty... your childhood, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun it's, ride. It's wormed its way because it is a pretty good, like, I mean, the horrible shit we talked about aside. Right. It is a pretty fun episode. So yeah. just to, I guess, wrap this episode up then, um, yeah. Connie talks to Wit and it's like, Wit, what the fuck, dude? Like, Did you see how scared he was? Well, that was the idea. Yeah, but I never would have believed it. You took something as fun as Wit's End and turned it into some kind of haunted house. I didn't. It was just like we tell the kids. They'll get out of it what they put in. Wait, you don't have the kids walking around in darkness while a monkey just starts screaming at them. I like that he starts talking about uh, talking about it like it's the zone. Yeah. (laughs) That's crossover, baby. Also, that's that's not true. Like, he engineered all of this to torment him in a very specific way. This has nothing to do with what he brought in other than, I guess, criminal intent. But, like, come on. Look, personally, I don't like it when Wit addresses me directly. Yeah, yeah, you were you were walking up to Wit's end and then you heard me say stop and then you were like, "Why did you tell me to stop?" And then I say, "I didn't tell you to stop." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. Let's see, how many soccer references can we stick in this? Let's go. I took a BuzzFeed quiz. I'm the professor. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm the writer. I'm a piece of shit. I, yeah. I'm, the, I'm the bird that disappears. So that wraps up uh, this episode, Hold Up. Yeah, you guys are doing great yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, we, we just discovered sin. We discovered yep. everyone's really bad. That's right. And if uh-huh. you don't have really a really tight leash, if you don't beat your children and send people mm. to jail, Yep. Uh, everything will just continue to get worse. That's right. So, and that's why our country is so much better now. Well, yeah. Did you look up these Bible verses though? Like Chris, oh, they're you so fucking funny. It's mostly so. Again, this is like a context thing, right? Yeah. The, these are yeah. Uh, quotes from the prophets who, at the time, mm-hmm. were talking about the fact that like shit's fucked, and and uh-huh. you know people are being assholes to God's chosen people, and I, that also the people who are within the kingdom have turned away yeah. from God as well. Yeah. This isn't talking about the Christian idea of total depravity because these are mostly Old Testament verses. Only one of them is is the is that. It's cuz they have the classic Romans 3:23 for all of sin and fallen short right. of the glory of God. But like Ecclesiastes and Jeremiah, like those are those are out of context. And also, I think they have a much more complicated understanding of evil even yeah. suggested yes. in them. Yes. Yeah. The Jeremiah passage is the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure who can understand it like that's a really interesting that's more complicated than just oh yeah i'm just a criminal because i'm a piece of shit yeah right it's like right. oh i'm i my my own desires get complicated and and misled and conflicting and deceived by them you know there's something there yeah like i don't know but that's it's a also much- like yes i've also had depression yeah yeah, yeah right <laughs> and yeah. jeremiah was just kind of a fucked up dude in general. Like, right. that Jeremiah was kind of his whole, whole chapters he, that are he like, just like me for real. Where he's just like, <laughs> he's just, is there even a God? And if there is, yeah. 
where is he? But that's a <laughs> much yeah. more Jewish understanding yeah. of the oh, question yeah. of evil, and it's something that yeah. just gets completely flattened by most forms of Christianity. It's Speaking of flattening, yeah, uh, Eugene's gonna get some of his shit flattened <laughs> pretty right, soon. That's right. Because yeah, let's go. The, the working title for this episode was Eugene gets laid, and also Eugene fucking fucks. <laughs> <laughs> I like both of them. Yeah. And when we get back, Eugene's gonna get his shit sucked on for a while. <laughs> let's go. Oh, yeah, let's go. <laughs> hey everybody, AJ here. Has this ever happened to you? You look at your underwear drawer and you just don't know what to do. My name is Ben Hedenak. I am eight years old. Mr. Whitaker told me and Esther's parents that we needed to be punished, you know, for making assumptions. We thought we'd be working for Mr. Whitaker, mopping floors and stuff, but when we got to wit's end, he told us he had something else for us in mind. What did he call it? Oh yeah, a special project. Just for me and Esther. And we said, golly, you know? And he took us to a red door at the back of the store that I didn't ever remember seeing there before. So I asked Mr. Whitaker, I said, where'd that door come from? And Mr. Whitaker, he looked at me and he said, only the chosen few can see that door, Benjamin. And then he took us down here. It kind of looks like a hospital, but all the doors lock up tight and there aren't any windows and we aren't allowed to see our parents. Mr. Whitaker told us he'd talk to them, and they said it was all right. He put Esther in the room next to me. I hear her crying sometimes through the wall, but I tell her it's going to be all right. Mr. Whitaker loves us. He wouldn't... Esther is very sick. Mr. Whitaker keeps taking her out of her cell to give her medicine, but I don't think it's making her any better. I can hear her crying through the wall, but the last couple days it started to sound like laughing and barking like a dog, but louder and scarier. Mr. Whitaker says not to worry. He brought me a stuffed animal, an elephant. I named him Tiny. Mr. Whitaker says that I'm going to start my treatment soon, but I just, I just want to see my mom. I, I just want to go home. Why won't he let me go? Mr. Whitaker said the pain would stop, but it's only gotten worse. Esther? Where are you, Esther? I think I... Uh, I think something's wrong. I think something's wrong. My nose... Why is my nose? <laughs> my name is Tiny, the elephant. I teach little boys and girls how to be good and to know right from wrong. If I do that, Mr. Whitaker says none of them will ever, ever, ever end up like me. So use the discount code OOPSALLUNDIES to get your first free month of other people's underwear delivered right to your door. Their undies. Now their secrets are your secrets. So we're back. Hello. Mm, Hello. Yeah. Josiah, when you were a kid, was there any other, aside from Adventures in Odyssey, like what was your favorite or most memorable piece of like evangelical 
entertainment. Oh, media. oh God. Okay, yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's let's open okay, the wounds. This this one I think um will date me as being a little younger than you guys, oh, but sure. I think is this would be good content for you guys to drift into at some point. <laughs> oh hell yeah. Um, oh boy. Have you, guys, have you guys ever heard of Jonathan Park? No. 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 <laughs> so this was a, oh no yeah. oh no i know that laugh that's the so laugh that a, i do when i'm about to tell aj something <laughs> it's true so this was um this was a, a good old like audio radio drama just like just like adventures in odyssey mm-hmm. but oh. it was uh, centered around creationism Ooh. It was oh, oh fuck yeah! A bunch okay. of kid no. archaeologists, yes, uh, going on adventures and proving that uh, evolution is is wrong. Jonathan Park audio adventures are movies That's, for your ears. This is yes. radio drama. It's an audio drama, yeah, just like Adventures in Odyssey. Oh shit! Oh no! <laughs> is it April Fool's Day again already? <laughs> oh my I, god! <laughs> I Could listened be. to a bunch of these growing up. <laughs> oh, these rocks. It, it's hard to like think of specific stuff that lives because it's it's like it's more like it was the air you were breathing when you mm-hmm. grew yeah. up with this stuff. Yeah. It just like yep. was the entertainment. But yeah, like I don't know. I, I I think a lot of like cultural reference points I had until like honestly till like adulthood come from like ways in which Adventures in Odyssey or Jonathan Parker, a lot of these were parodying shit. Mm-hmm. Like that's uh-huh. how I know mm-hmm. too many tropes. It's kind of like it's kind of like a like like um when people don't know any, like people only know references because of the Simpsons. Yes, the yes, Simpsons yeah. That was something. my that was my upbringing. Yeah. yeah, right. Which I also had Simpsons because my dad's my dad was weird and not like super strict. So like I had Simpsons and Adventures in Odyssey, which is a weird way to grow up. But <laughs> yeah, just a lot of Pamela Hayden. Well, uh, yeah, well, yeah. Was there ever a point where you were like? These things seem similar. No, you know, I never related Adventures in Odyssey and Simpsons until um, you guys started pointing that out. We're about to meet a brand new character in Adventures in Odyssey whose voice you will probably recognize. Yes. Uh, The episode that we're going to be starting with in the second half is called Truth, Trivia, and Trina. It's episode 254, so we're jumping forward all the way now to January of 1994. This is a Paul McCusker episode. Really, these two episodes that we're listening to in the second half, it's not technically a two-parter, but it kind of feels like one, honestly. Yeah, kind of is. This, um, yeah. They're, they're kind of like three or four episodes apart, but like the second one picks up right where the first yeah. one left off. Yeah. And uh, this first episode begins with Connie and Eugene squabbling as per usual. And oh, they they're are really getting into it. They are time. so yeah. like, given that we were just listening to something from like 1990, yeah. it's so incredible to me how they were able to like, over the course of the years, dial into the voices of these characters mm-hmm. and how the yeah, voice yeah. actors were able to then lean into that and their natural chemistry with each other to make something oh, that honestly yeah. just sounds really compelling. Now, the dynamic yeah. also makes me think of um, The Color Wheel, the Alex Ross Perry movie, which is one of the only mm. decent movies to come out of like the mobilecore movement, in my opinion. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Wow. Shots fucking fired. <laughs> Jesus. You know what? The puffy chair has a couple words you know that what? it wants to take you into a corner. <laughs> and, and into the squabble comes Bart Rathbone, our, our, our favorite ethnically questionable yeah. shopkeeper. <laughs> I'm going to say we have a point against him being Jewish this time because his name is not Morty. And apparently mm. every Jewish guy <laughs> is named Morty. Right, right. Right. Bart's got a pitch for yeah. a new thing mm. he's working on. He's got on. a new idea. I'm looking for contestants for my new game show. A game show, Mr. Rathbone? Yeah! And it's for television. Television? Television. It'll be on Channel 3. I'm calling it Truth and Trivia. Brought to you by Rathbone's Palace. 
Sure enough. Bart's got a new scheme. Yeah, he's diversifying. He's going into local <laughs> television. He's going to be oh, a yeah. UHF pioneer here. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I just want to point out that he pronounces his name Rathbun. He does. Which I thought yeah. was very interesting. So have we been mispronouncing it the whole time, or is it no, just like a it, it, okay? It, his pronunciation depends on the day. Um, yeah. Oh sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, when they have their commercial for Rathbone's Electric Palace, the song goes Rathbone. So it, it's it, I can't believe you have that in your head. It, it, fucking encyclopedic knowledge. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking seat. disgusting. Yeah, there's it, like there's reasons I have problems with my brain in my thirties. Hey, me me too. It happens to do with skiing Josh, you a little had a bit TBI. too hard. <laughs> I gave myself a, a soft TBI with hundreds of episodes of Adventures in Odyssey. Yeah, but I did, TBI too. Without I did that too. I did that too. So, um, yeah, I, pretty quickly it becomes clear that Connie and Eugene are ideal contestants for this show because they already yeah. love to compete and their yep. knowledge base of trivia is uh, a little bit discreet. Yeah, Connie knows a lot about Frank Capra movies. And Eugene knows a fuckload about birds. Name one international bird that is known Braid. to bark like a dog. Do you know? Well, who wouldn't know? The Senegal Finfoot. You're kidding. Oh, would you rather I mention the new Caledonian Kagon? Huh? Yeah, well, get her either ass, one is right according <laughs> to the book. I, I also really like that little touch that Bart just has this one book. And he's like, well, it says that in the book. This is one of the things that's kind of fun about how Bart is written as a character is that he always is just like a bare minimum effort kind of guy. Um, and, yeah. and again, this is something that they managed to flesh out more over time. And it goes it's it then makes him be less of a caricature and more of like a no, he's just the kind of guy who like wants to try to do something, but doesn't really care enough to do it right. And so that's right. yeah. yeah yeah he's, he's a local entrepreneur okay. he's he's your he's your local yeah, oh, small yeah. business owner right. who's always coming up with a new scheme he's Tom right. and Tom goes to the mayor yeah like this is totally like a, a type of guy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like if you, if you grew up in the Midwest yeah. like you always meet the guy who's like he's selling cars now. yeah and these yeah. guys are <laughs> <laughs> and now in in 2022 tw- it's not 2022 anymore in 2023 Josh that's what right. year is it who is the president <laughs> he would be on TikTok. Um, selling his like financial planning course, right? Yeah. Like it's oh, that he would thing. also be trying to like mail people a sauce. He would yes. definitely oh, have yes. a sauce. He, he he would be like this like strange Facebook ads that's like, do you want to know how to talk to women? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty quickly, Connie and Eugene agree to participate because as yeah. long as they're competing, mm-hmm. they're gonna have fun. Yeah, Eugene like briefly declines, but then right. Connie is like, well, I'm gonna do it, so you have to. Yeah, do it. Yeah, she needles him into it, right? Yeah. But Eugene also has some other stuff on his mind because he yeah. wants to go and actually study so that he can yeah. fill in the knowledge gap that he currently lacks. Yeah, mm. and we get another fun little music cue. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Uh, uh, uh. The Love note that. I wrote here is, truth and trivia is a fuck palace, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the music yeah. feels a little bit Yakuza, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Part-time trivia studio, part-time love hotel. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, <laughs> Eugene, in, in trying to get some new materials from the college library, uh, meets someone... Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. I'm Katrina Shanks, by the way. A pleasure to meet you, Miss Shanks. Uh, I am Eugene Meltzner. I've heard of you. You're assistant to Professor Wolcott in the computer science department. I am indeed. Are you studying computer science? Not as my major, but I am interested in it. I'm getting my degree in English. Is that why you're working here in the library? No. I only work here because I need the money for tuition. So this goes on, and Eugene asks her about a book that could help him <laughs> on pop culture. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, a book called My Soul. And she says... 
Well, she says this in response. I kind of traded your soul to the guy at the comic book store. But look, I got some cool pogs. Elf pogs. Remember Elf? He's back in pog form. Yeah, because that's the voice of Katrina. Yep. That's Pamela Hayden, yep. who that's right. is the legendary voice oh. actor behind Millhouse Van Houten. Yeah. How did the I last, miss like, this? Thirty-five years I, now. I, I, I like even clicked like the the you know uh, Adventures in Odyssey wiki on uh-huh. Katrina Shanks and just did not register that name. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> well, Katrina, as written here, and again, this is the way it often works with Odyssey. Is like the characters are very broad and they figure it out as they go along, which is yeah. honestly kind of how writing works in general. But like Katrina's whole thing is that she really is Eugene's intellectual equal, which is something that's mm-hmm. very rare for him, right? Right. He, uh, he, he's, he's a real smarty pants. It also turns out that she transferred to Campbell County Community College from, <laughs> it's implied, the University of Chicago? <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> I mean, you could, because she talks about like her trouble with tuition, right? She's working at the library because right. that's uh, that's her way of paying yeah. tuition, right? It's going to yeah. be cheaper to go to Campbell County. However, she's not from Ohio. She's not right. from Campbell County. She doesn't get any of any of the benefits of going to your local community college. She right. is from right. Chicago. Yeah, why would she not just go to the University of Illinois? Like, what are you it's doing? Big, what because are you it's doing? Big cities. It's big cities. Big cities Urbana are Champaign is not a big city. You know, you know why she left Chicago? It was all the predatory wasps. Mm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. And she yeah. just really also wanted to avoid the Big Ten, which was how she ended up in this weird ass <laughs> little yep, yep. college in the middle of nowhere. You see, I transferred here from Chicago and I'm used to a better selection of books. For example, Hallison's Guide to Popular Culture is excellent, but we don't have it. You're familiar with Hallison? He's one of my favorite authors. Really? Eugene comes he was a guest right lecturer now. <laughs> in Chicago. He autographed one of my books. He must have been fascinating to hear. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> well. They're horny. Well. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, yeah. Oh, my God. I don't wish to be presumptuous, but um, um, I would enjoy seeing your autographed book one day. Oh, well, I can't. Oh. You know what I mean. Or uh, we could uh, have a meal together and discuss it further. I yeah, love eating out. Per- perhaps we could. Perhaps. I w- I've been watching through, um, like, Criterion's correct collection of, like, erotic thrillers. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Same vibe. Yeah. Same vibe. <laughs> yeah. like, two people that just want to fuck so bad. <laughs> and I do, want, I do wonder how much, because it is an interesting choice sort of to pursue the romantic life of a character on a kid's show like this like this explicitly because because it, it's mm. a show for like younger kids too right. who would maybe find this gross mm-hmm. in a way you know like you like mm-hmm. eugene's gonna finally get the cooties so honestly credit where credit's due to the show like at least they're exploring that aspect of his life in an interesting yeah. way and it's not inherently like judgmental about it like no you right. in in past episodes i think you guys have even covered it's usually been like I don't know, you, you know, d- dating somebody is like, a, oh, well, you better guard your heart. Yeah, the episode sir, with Connie's you know? gay boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wit and the gay boyfriend is the third book in the series. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just Wit and the fag blank. Just professor, <laughs> boyfriend, car. Uh, <laughs> my mother, the fag car. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so Katrina's like, yeah, maybe like maybe we can make this happen. Right. She's she's holding it. She's holding it in. Connie then continues her side of the studies for the quiz show. She's studying U.S. history. Um, and Eugene 
is starting to skip out on work early so he can meet up with Katrina. He actually talks to Wit about it, try to get permission. They've yeah. already had two meals together. So Wit releases him from work. You you have to check in with Wit first, obviously. Yeah, right. Wit's also yeah. being like super condescending to Connie. I didn't clip this, I don't think. Yeah. But like, like when they're oh, yeah. running through the trivia, it's always so suspect that Connie ever wants to do fucking anything yes. at all in her life. He's like, why are right. you doing this competitive trivia thing? And it's like, because it's fun. Fuck well, you. Shut up. And this goes back yeah. too, to all the stuff about like, why does he trust Eugene so much more when Connie yeah. is a much longer tenured employee who yeah. has actually had to deal with right. more shit running the shop than than Eugene has? And, yeah. and even following the show's logic, she's the Christian one. Yeah. At this point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why? In theory, that should be the one you trust in Eugene while he's evil. Right. right? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, yeah, it's the accidental but, revealing of the sexism yeah. sort of at yeah. the heart of the evangelical. Yeah. Evangelical yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Her womanhood is so inherently it, sinful. It is, yeah. It is better for an atheist man to be in charge here. Than, <laughs> I did write down if Eugene asks Wit for a condom, I will forgive the show everything. <laughs> oh, that would have been great. Oh, oh my God. So, yeah, Eugene. And he goes, well, Katrina. you know, Eugene, you can't have safe sex. And he projects, like, this is what a condom looks looks like under a microscope. <laughs> See, it's just like a grid. It's like a lattice work. You don't Imagination think that an STD can make it where he there? shrinks down to the size of a, 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 of a sperm, a, a sperm <laughs> and makes his way through a latex, a hole in a latex condom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. I mean, you, I mean, we're all laughing here, but I, 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 I'm sensing dollar signs. Man. I think we gotta... <laughs> so yeah, Eugene Dude, goes on his date. This statue is interesting because they utilized a new process while casting the bronze. I know. I read about it in the college history. Oh. I, um, actually helped prepare that history of the college, you know. Eugene? Yes, Katrina? You don't have to impress me. Mm. I beg your pardon? You don't have to impress me. That's it, isn't it? Every spare moment you either pass on a bit of information or tell me something you accomplished. This is this is pretty good. It's yeah, unfortunately, I love this. And Eugene I, actually takes this a step further because he's like, "This isn't just me mm -hmm. impressing you. It's how I am. Rather, it's it's who I am. I suppose I've always felt mm -hmm. that without the knowledge, the facts, the statistics, the information, I'm a nobody. I think that's so sad." Though my guess is that the people who care about you the most care about you in spite of what you know. I've never considered it before. This is like pretty good for children. It's an oddly so mature yeah. piece of writing, isn't it? As, as it, a guy really, who has become a podcaster, this feels right. very real to my lived experience. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Like I really resonated with Eugene mm -hmm. in yeah. this app because yeah. I've done the same thing with every, every past romantic partner as well. I yap and yap and yap and just dump information because <laughs> that's like what yeah. I fucking do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I totally get Eugene here yeah. and I do get like the way it kind of guts him when she's like, you know, I like you even if you don't know shit. And he values it highly and he does like have kind of a fundamental disrespect of people that he doesn't see as on his level. Yep. Which is why this right. relationship with mm, Katrina is so important. Mm. And which is why this relationship with Connie is so important because right. she's genuinely upset about the way that Eugene treats her. And here he is like realizing he doesn't have anything else. The implied thing here is not so much Eugene, you need to become better rounded and develop your character for people listening. They're going to be thinking Eugene, you need Jesus. That's sure. the thing that you're missing. Mm, uh, yeah, that's true. And that's, that's also true. And I sort of was like, because Katrina also, by the way, is not a Christian. But 
even so, it's about like what you are primed to how you are primed to receive information and what you are expected to do with it when you hear it. And I feel like, Josiah, Mm -hmm. you certainly can resonate with that experience. I, I was like, oh, my God, is this going to be the episode that Eugene becomes Christian? <laughs> like, I, I was like, are they going to bring me on for that? And then I was like, oh, no, it's just he just gets horny. But you could uh, see that being <laughs> a resolution to this episode, couldn't you? Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This episode could have ended with him getting converted. Yeah. And the next mm-hmm. one could have also ended that way as well, I think, to some extent. Yeah, this is very unlike down Gilead Lane. They're still willing to give Eugene quite a lot of time Space, from this point yeah. time. Yeah. To still wait for him to make his conversion. Which mm. is more truthful to life, too, right? Uh-huh. These are life decisions yeah. that don't people don't like come to very quickly. Like it does take a lot of time if you're gonna like make that big a life change. Mm-hmm. And I, I will say like that that yeah, because the this the, like your evolution of your faith is always gonna be a really personal thing that takes like mm-hmm. time. And I do right. I do like that the show lets that just sit for a while. Yeah. They could have very easily just had a bunch of people really nag Eugene. Um, yeah. You know, I was raised evangelical, right? I had like a few years of agnosticism before I returned to the Episcopal Church. How many right? souls did you save, Josiah? And I, I what's, what's your what's your body count? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, what's your body count? <laughs> you know, I don't know if I could say any. Uh, to be how, fully how honest, many, how many notches in that pew do you have? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Catholicism. Um, that's, right, that's Catholicism. Right. Yes, we had how pews. Did you send Baptists have pews. Yeah, <laughs> I know, but pr- that's where that's what priests would use anyway. Uh, oh, yeah, oh. I know. It sucks. <laughs> Let's pull ourselves back into the world of Odyssey, shall we? Yeah. Unless, unless there was something yeah, else you yeah, wanted yeah, to say. There are no about. Catholics around. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just a slow process, and, you know. Yeah. And I had like I had friends I lost during that mm, like mm-hmm. agnostic period of my life because they did this fucking shit. You know, yeah. they like tried to be mm. like well, we want you back and let's go. Mm-hmm. And like, that's just not how this shit works, you yeah. know? Well, yeah, now we find ourselves at the local TV station. Um, Bart, I, I just love this little touch here about the sign that Bart made. Yes. Hey, that's a nice mm-hmm. sign, Bart. Rathbone's Palace presents Truth and Trivia. Yeah, Rodney and I were up all night cutting out the cardboard glue and the red sparkles on. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just picturing... It's so sweet. I'm just picturing the set to check it out with Dr. Steve Brule. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And, like, the Rathbones are so weirdly wholesome. Yeah, no, yeah, I know. Yeah. You know you know what it you know what it really reminds me of is check out Banner Michael. Yeah. Like yeah. it has this sort of like <laughs> this wholly unearned pride in this horrible, horrible well, it, thing. You can just picture it in your head, can't you? Because oh, yeah. a big piece oh, yeah. of it too is the way that they've done the sound design here. You can hear the buzzing of the work lights overhead. Yeah. It's yeah. just so sharply realized. Yeah, McCusker's really, really good at getting you in just a couple of words to like fully get this image in your head of what yeah. you're supposed to right. be seeing, right. which is something that is very difficult in audio drama, right? That is not a skill that is comes easy. And so for credit where credit's due, yeah, I see that shitty ass sign that is probably, <laughs> yeah. probably catch fire if it gets too close to one of the lights. Yeah, we hear that like the room is so small, they only would have been able to fit like four people in there. Right. Mm-hmm. And right. so they've just decided to go with pre-taped laugh tracks and applause. Yeah. Uh- you have some experience working television cameras and stuff, right? A little, but I... Good, good. Why? Then you could be the cameraman. <laughs> the guy who was supposed to do it had a dentist appointment. But, uh... Ah, do us a favor, huh? Good guy. Oh. And, and, and just kind of wave your arms when you're ready to start. I do really love Wit getting fucking railroaded here. It's like, great. That's a great uh, it's so time. Nice. So nice. Please. Oh, please. Uh, I do also need to make a note that this is the very 
last scene that Walker Edmiston and Hal Smith ever recorded together. Oh, wow. Whoa. Oh. Because, yeah, we are coming up on it. They they did some episodes together, but they but like Tom Riley and Wit were not in a scene together, and and Bart and Wit wow. and whoever else like this this was their last like exchange where they were both reading lines uh, across from each other. You can hear the affection that they have for each other too, yeah. and I think it's really nice. Yeah. How 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 unexpected was Hal Smith's death? Was it like were they like mid recording? I, I don't think it was like... super unexpected, but I don't think he died of a long protracted illness either. I think I think okay. it was a heart attack, but it was um like this mm. is actually about a year if I if I read correctly, this is about a year before he died. Mm. But yeah. but yeah, I mean they they had been they, they were expecting it from the start. They cast an old man, you right. know, and oh, um so they they kind of had this in mind the whole time and there is sort of a winding down. So they're they're not like once once we get to the point where he dies and they're still writing episodes, it's not that noticeable. It's not like, oh, we had wit in this episode and now we don't. Right. They 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 were pretty adaptive to the situation. So, mm-hmm. so uh we get now to the point of actually shooting the show, right? And yeah. there's mm-hmm. gonna be a third contestant on stage. Surprise, surprise. And who is it? Well, it's it's Katrina. Oh, so the game show oh, gets wow. underway, right? This is done in montage format, of course. Yeah, because... like the game show stuff isn't very good for no. the most part because they just no. sort of skate skate past it, which is fine. Right. The, yeah. the, I, I do like Bart's announcer voice that he does. Like he puts mm-hmm. on this like lower like voice briefly and then yeah. completely abandons it. I thought <laughs> yeah. that was very charming. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, things work out more or less the way that you would expect. Uh, Connie yeah. manages to keep pace for a while, but ends up getting eliminated at the end of the sixth round. Mm-hmm. And um, it ends up just being uh, Eugene and Katrina. And they're face to face in mm. the... I guess sudden death final round. I guess it's like mm-hmm. weakest link kind of thing. Yeah, um, or like a family feud. You know, one yeah. person gets asked first, and if they don't get it, then the next person gets to to grab the point. And so Eugene yeah. gets this opportunity to grab the point from Katrina mm-hmm. uh, regarding a question about uh, 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 the Stanley Steamer. I'm sorry. I I, I don't know. Too bad, Eugene. The ball's in your racket. Do you know the name? The Stanley. Uh, the, the balls Stanford in your racket. Streamline. What was that? The Stanford Streamline. The Stanford Streamline. Oh, I'm sorry. Wrong answer. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> the balls in your racket and wrong answer. Answer. I just, answer. Yeah. Uh, it's so good. They, they uh, pulled tell, me back in. Can I tell a quick puff story, actually? Uh-huh. Maybe. Uh, we, had to do, we had to do a thing where um, every time house points were awarded, we would have like a sound that would happen. So there'd be like, ding! Or like a wah when they were t- house plates were taken away, yeah. and mm. in the early days, Matt was still experimenting with what that sound would be, and so uh, my partner is laughing behind the curtain because they know where this is going. Um, but we had a we had a bit where. Um, the ding would happen, and then when we explained what uh, losing points was, he put in the Price is Right, and then a clip of Gene Wilder going, you lose! And the thing was, we thought it was the funniest goddamn thing on the planet. Right. We get out there for the first night. I can tell you, that's not funny. Just like hearing that, that I would... Oh, fuck you, Josh. It's hilarious. I'm sorry, it's not funny. It's very funny. It's not funny. We thought it was funny you so, thought it was Josh, funny. you have a tbi yeah you, you have, have a tbi, TBI. <laughs> your, your sense of comedy is, is is really is really fucked but no there was a point where uh so we play it it hits the audience and it's dead silent yeah <laughs> everyone on stage 
breaks immediately uh, and like tries to cover it up, tries to cover it up. And then and we're like, okay, well, that's fine. It didn't work. You know, we'll adjust it. And then we realized that sound effect happens like eight more times in the next 10 minutes. (laughs) Not once did it get even a chuckle. No, it's not funny. You'd think Um, you'd get like a mercy chuckle after. Yeah, at least after the eighth time. So I'd be like, oh, it's the sound effect again. But it was also like 10 seconds long. So we all just had to kind of (laughs) sit there and acknowledge it. Oh, it was lovely. But yeah, so listening to this episode, I had uh, visceral flashbacks. These these cascading sound effects effects of wrong answer. Yeah. Katrina notices that Eugene Mm -hmm. is throwing. Right. Yeah. Like, obviously, he knew oh, yeah. what that was. They had another question about the barking bird, and he pretended not to know the answer to that. So Katrina is like, you got to stop doing this. They get into right. a fight on the air, <laughs> and uh, then they come back to it, and Bart throws out the book. He, oh, he, yeah. he just goes Robin Williams in Dead Poet Society. Real wild he stands up on here. the desk, <laughs> and he says... Okay, here's your question then, Eugene. What color are Katrina's eyes? Yeah. And Eugene, as you know, an ordinary autistic man, hasn't made a whole lot of eye contact yeah. with Katrina. Uh, uh, uh-huh. Again, relatable. And he he couldn't tell you what the color of her eyes are. So what is color of her eyes is? Oh, that sounds bad, but it's correct. What is the color of her eyes? It feels so bad to be good. Mm. But he gets the answer Ooh, wrong. I was born to be bad. And she has, mm, she apparently yeah. has, she canonically has gray eyes. Right. Uh, what my grandfather always referred to as goat eyes. And <laughs> no, I don't know why. <laughs> Goats have rectangular pupils. I yeah, don't know. I would be very upset if I saw a human with goat eyes. <laughs> is that, why, <laughs> that would be really troubling. Is that, why, is that why her last name is Shank? Is she a goat? <laughs> yes. That is, that is right. A shank of lamb. That's a thing. That's a, a shank thing? of lamb. Of lamb. What yeah. do I think? Do you have a shank of kid? What do you think shank? that a lamb is, AJ? No, no, like a lamb a, is a baby. Like a goat. No, no, like a oh, goat. No. A goat shank. A goat is a, a goat kid. shank. Is <laughs> I don't know. Is if that I'm something? No, 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 I think I'm making this up. We're just making noises now. Great. Yeah. All right. That's fine. I, um, I, I feel like it would be a hawk if it's from a goat, right? Not a shank, but a hawk. So you could call shank. it a kid hawk. Oh, okay. So cool. goat hawk. Just then, as uh, Eugene <laughs> had to answer the question about what color Katrina's eyes are, yeah. she gets the same question, and uh, well, she knows. It's periwinkle blue. That's it. It's done. Damn. She she wins fair no. and square. Would she have lost if she didn't say periwinkle though? Yes. Is it supposed to be that specific? Sure, why not? Or? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bart, no, I think this Bart is a nice... has a whole like list of swatches that he's comparing to Eugene's eyes. <laughs> you didn't magic know, it's all a periwinkle. <laughs> it's literally like the Pantone board with the different um But yeah, like this, this I think this was kind of a nice moment because it's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, she really likes That's him. Cute. And she's been looking yeah. into his mm-hmm. eyes and it's special. And this doesn't really reflect well on Eugene, is what I'm going to say. No, no. Uh, You're doing uh, ableism right now. Yeah, no, 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 no. Walk this back. Walk it back. No. Walk it back. No, 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 no. Now. No, you I are mean, treading on thin. No, I'm not talking about eye contact. No, I'm not talking about eye contact. What I'm talking about is uh, is his whole insistence of throwing the game, yes. right? As, yes. as oh, like yeah. an act yeah, of yeah. chivalry. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and, and she's just like, yeah. fuck you. No, right. I can fucking beat you. Right. And I, I think that's a very nuanced and good lesson, mm-hmm. actually, in this, which is yeah, like. Yeah, I liked that. Yeah, no, don't be fucking chivalrous. Like, treat them like a human. Yeah, thank you for walking back. 
back on your ableism, AJ. Yes. I'm glad that you I, did I that. didn't do an ableism. I'm glad that you walked back on the ableism that That's you gonna did That's going to be a very do. useful so clip at some Eugene point. Eugene <laughs> concedes a couple points here. Yeah. Uh, number one, he shouldn't try to impress people so much. Number uh-huh. two, yeah. he shouldn't be dwarfing Connie's intelligence. And again, to your point yeah. too, yeah. AJ, of like yeah. him learning a lesson... He uh he he didn't do a misogyny here. He uh he he he, yeah. he grew, he learned. We see him, we appreciate him, mm. we respect him and we honor him. He yeah. learned not to trade his soul, you know, for some pussy. Because if he did, That's right. this mm. is what would have happened. I kind of traded your soul to the guy at the comic book store. <laughs> but look, I got some cool pogs. Elf pogs. <laughs> Remember Elf? Yep. He's back. He's back. In pog form. Pog form. <laughs> How much money do you think Bart is laundering through this trivia game? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's an interesting question. So it, it, that, yeah, that's like blackguard money. He's taking Reed's oh, blackguard yeah. money. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely. Yeah. That's probably yeah. how that whole Hawaii trip that sure. happens during this album gets, gets arranged. Yeah, I, I, I was kind of found the... Connie's whole thing a little moving at the end mm. too where she's like she's fine she lost but she was like I got to the sixth round and and Eugene didn't think I was dumb right yeah um, yeah I thought that was kind of moving I also find it really funny that if you look at the truth trivia and Trina uh, entry in Adventures in Odyssey wiki <laughs> you can find that the discussion question number one yeah. is why did Eugene think Connie wasn't very intelligent <laughs> followed up with was he right <laughs> <laughs> Which I think rocks. <laughs> <They're rules. laughs> Big I, is there an answer key I, for those? Like, do they have like yeah, these, these, these are, answers open, these are open discussion okay, questions? Open they don't yeah. provide answers. That yeah. wraps up that episode. Let's move right on then to episode 260. Naturally, I assumed mm, this is a Paul yeah. McCusker episode from February '94. So this aired like a month after yeah. True Trivia and Trina. Um, and this one is uh. Really just picking up, as we were saying before, it it picks up right where that last episode left off. Connie has been, you know, observing Eugene and not not talking to him, I guess, about it. But she she remarks to it that he's late. He's late to leave work because he always goes straight from wit's end to hang out with Katrina before she has whatever engagement that she needs to to go to in in the evenings. So they're they're taking their time off to do little hangout dates. And this was, as we'll recall, following directly up on how Eugene asked Wit to do it just that one time. This is a pattern. This this is just the way things are. They're also cleaning out ice cream uh, bins from the bottom. And I just I my ears always perk up whenever Wit mentions anything sticky. And I'm like, hmm, what's really in those ice (laughs) cream? So, you know, Eugene saving it for later. (laughs) Connie needles Eugene a little bit. He's like, no, we're just friends. Uh, Wit. Being a fucking dumbass typical man uh, (laughs) takes Eugene's word for it for some reason, even though he saw all of the events of that episode with the game show where they like looked into each other's eyes deeply. Periwinkle blue. Fuck. Yeah, but 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 Wit was actually busy operating the camera and zooming yeah. in on the ghosts of children that were all just in the background. <laughs> no, that's a really good point. <laughs> sees through any screen these days. Yeah. Eugene, are you blushing? Am I? No, it's uh, merely the heat in this cafe. It's uh, always inappropriately set. A computerized thermostat would do wonders here. I thought it was quite cool in here. Oh uh, yes. Well, uh, my metabolism may be operating at a. Oh, never mind. Oh, you're cute, Eugene. Oh, it's probably the lighting. I don't think so. But I have to leave now. You have to leave? Yes, I have a five o'clock engagement. It's so and I weirdly don't like written. Waiting. Yeah. What? It's just like, oh my god. It is like, okay. I have to go now. My planet Eugene. needs me. Eugene, you're so cute. Bye. <laughs> 
God, he's so horny. Like, yeah. it's, it's so yeah. palpable. Like, yeah. oh. And he's not a Christian, so yeah. why not, Eugene? Why, why not? aren't they fucking? Okay, like, you want to end up like, like wit freezing your jizz for later? Come on. Yeah. He traded his soul to science. Mm-hmm. And oh, you know I what see. science said to him? Mm. I kind of mm. traded your soul to the guy. God damn it. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I walked I into cool it pods. like such a bottle of fucking rakes. Remember, Elf? He's back. That's right. But yes, Katrina (laughs) is needed uh, elsewhere. So she has to leave uh, because she's got a meeting with a a, a different guy. Katrina's Polly. Yeah. (laughs) And Eugene does not take this well. He's back in Polly form. No, God, God no. fucking damn it. I want this joke poly gone. Hey. No. But yeah, Eugene doesn't take this well, right? He's not no. he's he's not happy to hear that uh Katrina has potentially another man in her life. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. and, and, and frankly, nor should he, right? Like he, he doesn't need to accept this. So yeah. he goes and does what he does when he's feeling this way, which is he go, goes and debugs a program about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and Connie decides this is a good time to step into Eugene's life. Just like right. I taught him how to drive, I can ta- I can teach him how to fuck. Exactly, and, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Connie does a gender here. Like, she, she tells Eugene that, you know, he doesn't understand women because he's a man. Right. And yeah. because she's right. a woman, she understands women and men. What she gets out of him is that he's worried that Katrina doesn't really reciprocate his feelings. And so Connie basically just coaches him in a better way to communicate. I believe it goes without saying that I've enjoyed our oh, meetings. Stop, stop, stop right there. Goes without saying. Enjoyed our meetings? Eugene, I said to be sweet and romantic, not submit a budget to your department head. I thought it was a nice and <laughs> try, touch. Try. I've been thinking about you all day. In fact, I've been trying to come up with the words to share how I feel, but they don't exist. All I know is that my heart beats faster when I think about seeing you and... Connie's been reading some paperbacks. For sure. (laughs) Deep affection. You jest! She'll melt! (laughs) Try it. She found what embarrassed by all of this. Go on. I have been thinking about you the entire day, nay, even through the night. Nice touch. My mind is racing with the words to articulate how I feel. Alas, they do not exist. All I know is that my heart beats faster when I think about seeing you and, well, please accept this gift as an unworthy token of my deep affection. And then Wit is like, whoa, whoa, uh, don't whoa. mind me. Yep, yep. <laughs> Typical Wit. I don't like watching. <laughs> Snooping is they, bad they... when kids do it, but when Wit yeah, does it, right. it's A-OK. And then they leave, and then Wit is like, also, they like each other. What about <laughs> Katrina? Oh, man. If only there was an episode about making assumptions. Yeah. yeah right? what, if he, what if Wit had personally experienced the consequences of people making assumptions about his life? Yeah. I, I'm glad you pointed out the door opening because I didn't clock that the yeah. first time. And I was just like, how long has he been standing there? <laughs> was it literally it's still pretty scene? long? Yeah. yeah. It's a long time. Uh, I, I will say the. This is sort of like where the episode like diverged in yellow wood and they took the path that I hated because Mm. what I actually really wanted them to do was a full on Cyrano, right? Where Connie was fully feeding Eugene lines and then Katrina's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then then it turns out that Connie is gay for Katrina. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, That would have been good. That'd be great. 
<laughs> good tragedy there. And then he and goes off dies, to war, and, right? Yeah. Like that's yeah, what yeah, happens yeah, to Sarah and Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I then only she remember got, the wishbone version. I think Trina yeah. arrives in a carriage full of perfume mm-hmm. or something. Yes, I don't something know. like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Connie has a big nose. My I panache. Think. Anyway, <laughs> my panache. Uh, Wit comes in and adds a little thing to his ice cream collection and then is like, God you know, I. I this we fucking can't be, guy. We, we we can't keep the cum ice cream thing as like an ongoing bit, right? AJ, no, 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 it's fine. I don't think worry about it. It's already Canada. Uh, yeah, I, I, think, I think it's already it's in like there. Kind of already Sometimes in a bit is fine if you just leave it to one episode. You know, like the leather bar bit, which was very good. Yes, was it was nice. very. It was very good. Yes, it was. And I, I would it, would you be would it feel better if it was cumsicles? No, no. Okay, because I I look at those cumsicles and I'd say, what is this? Um, I actually. <laughs> Wait a minute, Eugene, <laughs> Connie. So I want to I want to throw this over to Josiah. Actually, <laughs> Wits. No, no. What is this? All right, this is Josh's hell. No, no, we're no, overloading no. Josh's cerebrum. <laughs> he recently suffered a TBI. I'm feeling so sorry, concussed sorry, right sorry. now. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. So actually, uh, so here's one for you, Josiah. Um. What are your thoughts on sort of the chemistry between Katie Lee and Will Ryan as performers broadly? Because you've listened to a lot of Odyssey. You mean, you mean like Eugene and Connie? Yeah. yeah, I think I think they're oh man, I, I think they have a ton of chemistry. And like, mm. I don't know, I my enjoyment of these episodes increased in the order we listened to them. Yes. Basically, like the yeah. first one, I well for, for the most part, I think the best one was probably Truth Trivia and Trina. I think that one was the most solid, but mm. like. I like the banter that mm-hmm. they have ongoing throughout this. It's good. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, her like, you know, him, him, him go like, what's the, the whole like, you jest. It's very Eugene yeah. and his character. And yeah. then she's like, oh, she'll melt. Try it. The way she delivers those lines. It's just very like, I believe. Yo, she, yeah. and that's the thing too. I yeah. think, yeah, she, mm-hmm. Connie is so fucking confident in, yeah. in a way that is very true to like a, a headstrong, let's say, 17 year old. Right. Yeah. Who's oh, just like, yeah. I've got because well, they both have it all figured out. They both think they have it all figured out in their own ways. And that's yeah. what makes them such interesting foils to each mm-hmm. other. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like I feel like I, I, I've i had these kinds of interactions mm-hmm. in high school where it's, you know, I being the the Eugene, the dumb idiot. Uh, male and having <laughs> right. like some friend that's a girl that's like here's here's how you do it yeah, it's yeah. magic and then it's still kind of wrong but it's kind of right yeah you know? yeah yeah it totally it's it's very believable all of it's very believable yeah and and that's also yeah. like it's such a good like dramatic scaffold you know like mm-hmm. they, they're basically doing the bit from back to the future as we see in this payoff sure. here yeah. my mind is racing you see and alas they do not exist what doesn't exist? My mind. Uh, I, I mean, the words. What words? Uh, the words of my mind that I'm trying to say. Eugene, please. I have to go. Right. Well, uh, please accept this token which you're unworthy of. Huh? This is a gift. This is what I was going to say in the first place. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, I am your density. At this point, Eugene has given the gift. He's he's figured out Katrina's love language, as it were. Yeah. Uh, he uh, then finds mm. out that where Katrina is going is to Darren. She doesn't want to keep oh, no. Darren waiting. Oh, right. oh no. Darren Nichols. That's oh, no. right. She really is Polly. Again, this episode diverged in the woods. Like there is an opportunity here for her to be like, oh, she does have a boyfriend. This is the driving force yeah. behind most sitcoms. Yeah. Right. Just like, OK, so that's a doomed relationship. And we're going to watch Eugene sort of accept it, move on. But there's going to be a will they yeah. won't they tension. Yeah. Yeah. And no. No. Yeah. I said there is a decent half of an episode here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And by this time, we are in the second half. 
I don't even have like clips yeah, this anymore. Is where it, it's it just people repeating off. what happened in the previous scene. And Odyssey has this problem anyway, where like something will happen that involves one character. That character will then go on and explain what happened in the previous scene right. to another character. That happens a lot more in Phil Lawler episodes generally, but like this is yeah. an Odyssey problem in general. Yeah. So here it's just a lot of back and forth and all around and rewinding and fast forwarding. And it turns out Darren is actually just a child. It's a limey child. Well, is he British? Is the child British? The actor is not. Absolutely not. No. Yeah. Did you pull a clip of him? I didn't. Oh, again, fuck. I didn't clip it because it just feels mean to make it, fun of a child no, in this way. No, we need to make fun of this child. No, we need this to. This child does not sound English. No, we made, not, fun, of chil- we made fun of children on this very episode. Yeah. at the beginning when we were talking about Ben and Esther. Yes, but who were those children coming down? <laughs> yeah, but also, you know? but also, Josh, like you know, I I feel like you and I being child actors, right? Mm. I think if we give permission, then it's okay if yeah. we make fun of this kid. They yeah. have the card they can pull there. Exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, mm-hmm. Darren. It turns out is just a little boy, and he's like, oh, I do. Oh, 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 cool, oh darling, I have support. Oh, I've come here from England. <laughs> And, and all he wants to do, all he wants to do is just learn some things from Katrina yep. and go to the comic mm-hmm. shop. Yep. And, you know, something funny don't, happened over there. Don't you I fucking. I kind of traded your soul to the guy in the comic book. I hate yeah. you. Got some cool pogs. Elf This pogs. episode has been so deleterious to my Elf? mental health. In pog form. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Wit and the Alf Pog is actually the fourth book. Uh, hey, yeah. that's the sound of Wit sticking his dick in a Pog canister. <laughs> that's oh. one that's going to resonate strictly for the over 30s in our audience. Yeah, wow. Oh, yeah. 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 oh I, I should mention, because this is actually mm-hmm. kind of important. Eugene does also, on Connie's insistence, give Katrina a gift of flowers, which she ends up being allergic to. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Oh, and yeah. so then Katrina receives the flowers and sounds just like Millhouse. Oh, and I do have this. Oh, yes. I do have this. I didn't clip the scene where he delivered the flowers, but I clipped the scene where he recounts the delivery of the flowers, which is a funnier scene. Sure. Wait a minute, it's still early. When did you go see her? Earlier this morning. Timing was never one of my strong attributes, you see. What time this morning? Virtually 7 a.m. Eugene! <laughs> I was so excited, I couldn't wait. Well, what did she say? In between sneezing fits, not very much. Sneezing fits? She's allergic to carnations. Oh, no. And the candy? Too high in sugar content. Oh, Eugene. I'm sorry. No doubt Darren will be far more astute at winning her over than I have been. He would certainly know better than to awaken her out of bed on a Saturday morning to deliver a fatal assortment of flowers and candy. (laughs) (laughs) It's sugar, man. Katrina does end up coming through wit's end to introduce Eugene to Darren, which again, turns out he's just a literal child. Katrina, why didn't you tell Eugene who Darren was? He didn't ask. You two are made for each other. And really, this, this in, in, look out at the ducks. We're at the end of the episode now. I mean, this episode yeah. just fizzles the fuck yeah. out at the end. The one line, yeah. I didn't clip it, but the one line that has always stuck in my head from this one was when when the the very uh, convincingly British child asks yeah. if he should be taking notes <laughs> on all of their assumptions, uh, and they just turn to him and say, in unison. Never assume. Yep. There we go. That's Just rattling around that in here. Is, that's the point of the episode. <laughs> Although we do get one last thing, of course. Wit is he 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 tries to have a 
sensitive employer-employee conversation with uh, mm. Connie and Eugene mm-hmm. about the perils of fucking your coworker, and yeah. they're like, "But we don't like each other." And Wit looks like a fucking idiot, and it makes me yeah. so happy. And then they uh, make him clean the place up. At that's night. right. That's they right. punish oh, that's him. Right. Yeah. Wit gets yeah. punished, and you know punish how he reacts to punishment. Ah, oh, yeah, he does. He does. He sure does. <laughs> Save some of that for later. So yeah, I mean Eugene. He fucks. Presumably getting yeah. his dick wet. We don't see it yeah. or hear it. If only we did. But you know, it's fine. I'm not. Yeah. Is that what you were really like? Yeah, I was really. That's what you wanted that. when you were a kid, Josh. Mm-hmm. Like, well, that I just was, that could have been your sexual awakening. I just think yeah. it would be really yeah. nice if everybody went on Ao3 and wrote some Eugene <laughs> slash Katrina. Like right yep. now, the only yep. thing that's actually on exist. there in terms of erotic fiction is Richard Maxwell slash Regis Blackers. There's so oh, much Richard right. Maxwell. That's there right. Is just an not a fan art about that amount too. Yeah. of Richard Maxwell. So, so uh, dear listener, I'm using my uh, parasocial connection with There's, you right now to mm-hmm, encourage you to mm-hmm. write erotic fan fiction about Adventures in Odyssey <laughs> we, and put it online. We and we will read more. <laughs> Yeah, specifically Katrina Correct. and Eugene. Correct. Yeah. We want that. Yeah. 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 So, no more Richard Maxwell. I've seen every yeah, everything. Yeah. Like I've seen. I, I, there was one where Richard Maxwell, dick. where like Maxwell was having sex with Jason Whitaker. Oh, like, come on. Come on. Speaking of depravity and being yeah. depraved, yes, you've spent three completely <laughs> depraved hours yeah. with us now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> would love to hear your thoughts just now broadly on the Adventures and Odyssey experience, Katrina, oh. Eugene. Connie, whatever. Yeah. Floor's yours. Yeah. Um, man, I don't know. Is there is there a nice unifying takeaway from these four? I'm trying to think. Um, <laughs> not, not entirely. I think I think the second half, I, I think that um I think they, they do a pretty good job with the character of Eugene. Mm-hmm. And I, I do yeah. think I, I I like I like that we do get to see him develop, even if this this second uh, the last episode we did here is kind of a slog. I do think overall, though, it's like the really fleshed out characters. There's a lot of chemistry. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. And I, you don't see as much of like the horrifying ideology of of uh, Adventures in Odyssey coming out in these like last two yeah. episodes. Yeah. These were just kind of good fun for the most part. Yeah, I, I did nothing too uh, shocking about it. Um, as opposed to Hold Up, which I think is a really fun episode, but holy shit. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's some ideology there. Which, like, um, as a kid, it's just like stuff. like you had said. As a kid, it's just just like the creationism stuff. It's just where you are. It's just mm-hmm. there. So it just yeah. sort of passes over you. And then as an adult, yeah. you come back to it and you're like, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that was, oh, God. This was um, when Josh came on Mammonberg, I made this this comment, too, because all the my other co-hosts are not evangelicals. Yeah, they don't they get it like way. we do. Yeah. No, they don't get it. And like what I try to explain like is like, AJ. they're just like yeah. me for real. <laughs> yeah. If you grow up evangelical, it is like every day finding out like another one of your childhood cartoons was secretly racist. Yeah. And that's just like what it keeps feeling like every day. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of secretly racist or not so secretly racist childhood cartoons. When we were planning out the live show, which, okay. by the way, is tomorrow, way. if you're listening oh to this God. episode on the day that it dropped, we were looking at one of the Adventures in Odyssey cartoons, which is one where they go into the past. Dylan goes into the past and he has a black friend who gets enslaved inside of the yeah. imagination station. Yeah. Oh, my God. We decided yeah. against that one. <laughs> Uh-huh. So instead, we'll be recapping a different Adventures in Odyssey videotape, as well as an episode of McGee and Me with uh, yeah. our good oh, friend yeah. Michael Kupperman. So 
Links yeah, for that nice. are also in the episode description, the show notes. Uh, check it out. You know, we'd love to see you there either in person or via live stream if you can make yeah. it. So, Josiah, why don't you tell the good people uh, about Mammonberg and uh, where they can find it? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I co-host a podcast called Mammonberg. It's kind of um, the three of us are all uh, Christians uh, of different traditions and we are all of the left uh, of the far left. So if you kind of uh, want some current events, want us to do deep dives, deep dives and do um, insane Christian uh right-wing fascists and shit um we we do all sorts of that good stuff and uh mostly just make a lot of dick jokes so oh yeah 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 it's a really wonderful uh podcast i'm frankly uh very relieved that you survived the storms in your latest episode yeah <laughs> and uh it's i mean it, it really is it's it's it is it is so hopeful and optimistic in the way that i think a lot of people sort of levy against leftist podcasts being like doomerist or like you mm-hmm. know um incredibly nihilistic like y'all just have such a good time and there's just so much like laughter and joy and optimism for the future in it that i really strongly recommend people go i really appreciate that i feel like we're we're so pessimistic that it's it's good to hear (laughs) that the the hope comes through (laughs) yeah so when we listen to these episodes uh of adventures in odyssey and we do sort of get this like we get sort of like both sides of the coin of the show right on Mm -hmm. the one hand Mm -hmm. we get the very paranoid very nihilistic view of humanity that man is inherently evil that's the one side of the odyssey coin that will always sort of presently be there i think personified in the form of john avery whitaker but on the other side of the coin the other two episodes that we listened to today you get the kindness of eugene you get like these loving relationships you see the inherent good in people in you know Mm. the relationship between eugene and connie like you see like the like the hopeful way forward uh i feel like those are the two impulses that battle for the very soul of adventures in odyssey yeah and my god it's just such a relief that they sold their soul Mm. Mm. and then what happened did something happen after that that's a good question. You know, I'm having a really hard yeah. time remembering it. Maybe if someone, yeah. if someone else could, maybe, yeah, if someone else could, yeah, I'm the worst of all possible AJs. <laughs> I'm the worst of all possible Brian. I hate you so much, both of you. I'm the worst of all possible Joshes. See you next week. Elf's back. <laughs> <In pod form! laughs>